Welcome to Nintendo Dads, episode 291, recorded on August 6th, 2020. On tonight's episode, Nintendo Numbers, Dentists, More Numbers, and Amico Dads. Jesse, you know what to do. What's up, everybody? It's Marty here. It is August 6th, and you're listening to Nintendo Dads. We hope you're having a great day wherever you are. Actually, when you're listening to this, it's probably uh, August 7th, and Jesse does not know how to put on a gosh dang face face covering mask. It's hard right? to do with headset on. <laughs> well, yeah. So, uh, breaking news here out of the Nintendo Dads headquarters. You can head over to nintendodads.org and get your very own nintendo dad's face mask right here uh we don't just want you to be safe we want you to be healthy and that's why we built 10 layers into our masks all right you can't breathe through them but uh you'll be safe all right you can also pick up that super smash dad shirt or sticker over there uh and this is quickly turning into commercial and who wants that guys uh man what a week we've had game announcements we've had numbers We've had the arrival of Mario in Lego form since we last were together. We're going to talk about all of that and more on tonight's show. But before we do that, Tim, how you doing, man? I am doing crazy. Is that a, is that a way to go? No, that's I'm yeah. Just, I'm crazy. I'm losing it uh, with all this stuff going on. Just it's crazy. Yeah. How are you doing? <laughs> uh, this has been a this has been a weird week. Uh, I'm I don't know if I don't know if you guys have started back to school yet, but. Uh, our kids here locally started back this week, um, and my kids, because we homeschooled, they started back on Monday, and they only have a four-day school week, so they only go to school uh, Monday through Thursday, and so they finished uh, their week today, and tomorrow we're going to go make a uh, very quick um, and approved by them trip to see my parents <laughs> uh, and stay overnight nice. uh, and just hang out. It's been like... A month and a half since we've seen them. Okay. And they're both retired. They don't get out, so we feel like the risk is pretty low. Right. Uh, but Stay other than that, they can fit yeah. in that bubble. Yeah. Other than that, we are uh, we're good. Uh, awesome. Also, speaking of good, Jesse Waldack, how you doing, buddy? Pretty good. I'm still trying to find out when our district opens, but you know, well, I don't know because I don't have any kids who goes to school so anymore. Say, you know, so you don't I don't to. need to know, but I'm just curious now. You don't, you don't have to care about school, but you do, and that's what makes you Jesse. Oh, it looks like uh, the day after Labor Day, September 8th. Wow. So they pushed is, it back. A lot of places yeah, do it's, it's, it's normally second or third week in August. So like, A lot of places doing that. So parents, uh, if you're listening, Nintendo dads out there, Nintendo moms out there, uh, that means you've probably got about another month of Fortnite, uh, bef- uh, of uninterrupted Fortnite before um, <laughs> they go back to school. Uh, I saw a post earlier today about a mom, and she was like, uh, my son will be attending Nintendo Switch Academy uh, for the next month. <laughs> well, my son did that his senior year, so that's nice. <laughs> well, there, yeah, I mean, it's a great place. I've heard they, I've heard they're accredited. I've heard they get, you know, they, they give a good education. I put my son to work. Yeah, I gave him a job. He's got a job right now uh, through uh, PlayStation VR. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you have Job Simulator? Yes. Nice. Pick that up, and he's been. Pl- by the way, Sam says hi to you guys. By the way, so. hi Sam. 
it's good to see you or hear or talk to you again. Whatever. Yeah. If we're giving, Whatever. If we're doing shout outs. We got hello. It's Rafa says greetings from Mexico. So thanks Ralphus? for listening. Hello, Mexico. Ralphus? Hello. It's Rafa. It's- Rafa. Oh, hey, Rafa. Good to see you. <laughs> thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Let's dive into the news right now. And our news each and every week is brought to you by you guys over at patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads, where you could jump into our community for just a dollar of a month and be part of the Discord, get access to uh, chat with the dads, chat with other patrons, uh, monthly mayhems, and all kinds of other stuff, all the way up to $30. You become a Patreon producer of the show, and you get to be on the show, on the show. Tomorrow, we're going to be contacting our Patreon producers and setting up their next guest spots right here on the show so patreon producers if you're listening check your patreon mailbox tomorrow uh for that but i wanted to highlight something uh over on patreon.com backslash nintendo dads really quick uh because i don't know how many of our patrons know this because we have almost uh 120 patrons uh right now which is awesome we could always use more we always would love to have more but here's the thing for all you 120 pa- uh patrons every thursday you guys have a chance to shape the show at uh, 11 a.m. on Thursdays. Usually a, uh, a poll goes out uh, for show topics and we include topics that we already know are going to be talked about and already, uh, you know, but what we're trying to do is we're trying to gauge your interest into what you want to hear on the show. But we've started including an other option down at the bottom because let's be honest, some weeks are slower news weeks than others, right? And so you can vote. You can vote in the poll if you're a patron. You only get one vote. It only counts once. And if you vote other, then you can go down and put your topic in the comments, and we'll get to that during the show. Uh, Because if you vote other, that's not just a throwaway vote. It's not just a wasted vote. But it's like this week, there was a certain game announcement that we're about to talk about here in just a minute, and that was the most voted topic, which moves it to the top of the show. So you can go over at patreon.com backslash Nintendo dads. You sign up, even if you're a dollar patron, you get that email once a week on Thursdays. It takes you to the link for the show poll and you get to be a part of the democratic process of shaping Nintendo dads each and every week. Pretty cool. And there's other bonuses too. Yes. So tons of stuff. Head on over there right now. And uh, if you join up and you're a first-time patron, we shout out your name here on the show. Uh, and so, yeah. You know what's crazy is we even had some uh, – I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and say this because they're on there. We had some Nintendo moms join the Discord this week. Yay. Uh, Juniper and Nora, welcome. Welcome to the Discord. Welcome to uh, Nintendo Dad's Patreon. Does that mean um, we have to behave ourselves now? Yes. Okay. It does. It does. Uh, Watch out, Drew and John. They're coming for you. Well, I mean, <laughs> technically, we we have to behave ourselves. Technically, they can't. Like, I've been around them enough to not like. Yeah. Can't. True. No, I, and that's I, okay. I think, I think that's we're okay. fine because if, if they're anything like my wife, they went straight for the after dark area to see what that was all about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't have much to comment there on that one, other than He's like I hear a lot about this. I'm going to go check this let's, out. Uh, let's, try, <laughs> let's head on over into uh, some news. Uh, this week, Nintendo 
did what Nintendo does and dropped another Shadow Drop announcement on, uh, I believe this was Tuesday, correct? Um, Tuesday morning? Tuesday or Wednesday, I don't remember. I think, it was, I think it was Tuesday. Uh, Tuesday morning, uh, Nintendo uh, announces Pikmin 3 Deluxe, after months, nay years of speculation, will be coming to Nintendo Switch on October 30th. This was only announced via tweet, YouTube uh, trailer drop, and PR. So uh, this is not Pikmin 4, which has been in development since 2013 or, or whatever. Uh, I guess they're still growing them. Uh, but uh, it's coming out on October 30th. It is going to be uh, a brand new, or not a brand new. It takes new, a while to crossbreed that new color. That's right. That's right. Well, I'm going to come back to that, Jesse. Remind me. <laughs> Remind me about the new color because I'm going to come back to that. Okay. Um, this is a, a whole real game. Uh, so it's $59.99. Uh, it's going to be, which translate, if you're near a Walmart, they've been selling them for $10 cheaper uh, here in the States. So $49.99. Uh, but it includes the original Pikmin 3 game. It includes uh, brand new side story missions with Olimar and Louie and all of the DLC from the Wii U version, as well as uh, the whole story can be played in co-op mode, new difficulty options, lock-on targeting, optional hints, a choice to play in a more relaxed pace, and bingo battles for head-to-head multiplayer matches. Uh 6.5 gigabyte file size releases on October 30th. It's preload live right now. Too bad you can't use one of your vouchers for it because those are expired. So yeah, I hope you spent them all. At least in North America. In other regions, you can probably yeah. you can still buy vouchers. Yeah. So so uh, if if you're keeping count here, guys, uh, that raises Nintendo's ports for the year to three. Am I correct on that? That's what Justin was year. saying on his jabber. So we have, Three for yeah. the year. Three okay. for the year. This, so Tokyo Mirage Sessions, and... Tokyo well, Mirage Sessions, and Xenoblade Chronicles, Xenoblade. and Pikmin 3. Yeah. Uh, everybody who listens to this show already knows what I'm going to say about this. And so I'm going to hold it in until the very end so we don't disrupt the segment. Okay. So one thing I wanted to... You know, when... When Paper Mario was announced, um, I su- suggested that they'll probably do this for a while it, to announce games after they've gone gold, you know, meaning the game is done, it's ready to ship, and they, they with it being pre-purchasable and, you know, download a build now, that was that happened. So I, I set up a, a, a little soundbite to cause, similar to Justin's soundbite. Jesse was right. Jesse was right. Jesse was right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is. Uh, that's what we kind of. I, I will probably right? get. I will probably be the last cast member to get one of those. <laughs> just, just being honest. Uh, so, guys, are y'all excited about Pikmin Three? I mean, that's the. That's. I guess that's a big question because right now, um, Nintendo is giving us bite-sized. Uh, a bite-sized feed of what's next. Uh, and we'll talk about a little bit about what's next uh, here in a little bit, but uh, we at least know that there's something coming now. Last week we were kind of talking about, we don't know what's coming. It's doomsday. The sky's falling. Um, we know what's coming this, for October. 
Does yeah. this game matter to you? Are you excited I, about it? I'm looking forward to playing this again, and I, I will buy it and, and we'll play it again. I would have been nice if it wasn't a three month wait, or mm-hmm. but uh, but you know that'll just give me another more time to replay another Dragon Quest game, I guess, <laughs> or go back to Animal Crossing. No, I, I've I've tapped out of that. Okay. All right. So Jesse's in. Tim, what what about you? Pikmin? Yeah. I never man. got to. I never got to play it. So I like the opportunity to be able to play it on the Switch. So you never played a Pikmin game? Never, except for if you count, you know, the Nintendo. Um, what was that called? The Nintendo the, Land. Nintendo Land. Yeah, where they had the little. And Pikmin that's. Thing. And, and and just to be honest, I mean that's kind of like Pikmin, but not really. I mean, it's <laughs> it was it's, fun. It's it was the same fun. Pikmin Light. <laughs> it was Pikmin, yeah, Pikmin Light. Light. Yeah, that's but you got the one. you got the idea. I mean, you're yeah. running around with a group of sprouts. I'll, with I'll tell legs you, Nintendo Land and, playing that made me interested in Pikmin to try it out at some point, but I never got around to it. So, will I get around to this one? I don't know. So, we'll so see why what, did you? What why didn't you ever get around to it? Because it was usually playing something else. Okay. It, okay. Either on 3DS, because 3DS was the portable device, and I usually play yeah. more on my 3DS than I did the okay. Wii U. So, um, for me, I'm out. Uh, I'm not. I'm not like. Here's the thing: Nintendo makes games that I am not interested in, and I'm okay with that. Like, I, I, there are some, there are some people in our uh, Discord and in our sphere of influence that are flipping out about this game. Right. And I get that. Like, and I'm not going to throw shade on them or anything. This game is just not for me. I've tried all three Pikmin games. I've tried uh, one and two and three. I, I own this currently on the Wii U. Yeah. Um, I still I have I my Wii too. U hooked up. <laughs> if I want to scratch the Pikmin itch, I'm going to pull it out and I'm going to play it on the Wii U because uh, I really don't. Now, the only thing that's appealing to me in this is the whole more relaxed pace and difficulty settings because I always thought the Pikmin was too hard. Uh, I don't like, I, I am a stickler. I don't like to lose Pikmin and I, I like, I don't like the, yeah. to them to die. Yeah, I don't, so sometimes I think they're the, too cute. Sometimes the time limit can be grinding, especially yeah, really and, early when you, you know, oh, there's a time have limit. limited, when you have limited resources. Yeah. yeah there's, and, yeah, there's a, a day-night cycle essentially. So once it, once sun the sun sets, you need to not be there, otherwise all the well, the bigger baddies come out. And to that's eat the you. thing is like if if the more relaxed setting is that the time limit is over and that gives me chance to explore and gives me a chance to but test some things out. That's what I'm that, hoping then, it is. Then I'm okay with that. I might buy it, but I'm gonna wait and see. I'm gonna wait and see what that more relaxed setting is because. All it's done in the past is make me really frustrated. Like I'll get past several stages and then I just get frustrated with it and I don't go back to it. Yeah. So I'm not like over the moon about it, but I, I guess what the most, the, the most criticism that I saw about it was that, you know, you have this, the investors call and, and everybody was speculating that there was going to be something announced, you know, ahead of time. And then Pikmin 3 gets announced and then everybody was kind of like, that's it. You know, like that—that's really it. That's that's all. Just a port. Um, and you know, there's are, there are other things that are nebulous 
out there in the ether that may come to fruition in 2020 or they may not. Yeah, I'm still I'm I'm still expecting a a big holiday game to be released in November, whatever that is. Here can can I go ahead and make you my prediction for that? Sure. I think it's going to be new Pokemon Snap. Okay, I, I th- wasn't thinking that was coming that early. But it's I th- possible. I, I, I'm thinking that that's going to be the November, December. That, that would probably be a good in, game for it. You're in game. It's, it's, it would, it's, it'll sell consoles. It will sell. It'll sell. You know, cartridges. It'll sell. So I, I was thinking maybe that you know that rumored Metroid trilogy. You know, again, another port. But again, you know, Met- Met- Metroid is a more of a niche brand, and not a, it's. It doesn't have the big wide stream appeal as well, Pokemon. Well, and does. you saying that uh, remind me of remind me about Metroid when we talk Animal Crossing later, okay? Because I That's saw two things today. that I'm going to forget to remind yeah, you well, of. Well, well, let me go ahead and address the other one, the the, <laughs> uh, the thing that, that I told you to remind me of um, the the color. So it's been pointed out that the Pikmin logo is made up of the flowers on top of Pikmin's heads, right? Yep. There's never been a yellow flower-headed Pikmin. I don't think I ever noticed that. And so some people speculate that the one of the big things in this game is they're going to introduce a new Pikmin either in the, the game or in the side missions with Olimar and Louie that's a yellow flower-headed Pikmin. I don't think they did they do it to the main game, but in the side missions that are new, definitely is possible. Yeah. Well, yeah, because I mean, it's new program content. So, yeah. So, um, I'm going to go over to Patreon and we had some, some feedback about this. Um, and as I'm pulling that up, I want to, I also want to share with you one other thing for those of you who are out there, who are listeners that are thinking, man, this would be great to play on switch Lite." Uh, we have a warning for you. Uh, at, at the Pikmin 3 website, and small print at the bottom, and I really feel like this needs to be large print somewhere else. <laughs> uh, it says, if like you're a, playing... Like, a, like, like a, a polygon headline? <laughs> yeah, it needs to be up at the top. It says this, if playing on Nintendo Switch Lite, detached Joy-Con controllers are required and sold separately. When this trailer first landed, my first thought was, I wonder if you'll be able to do motion control or if they're going to lock you into the GameCube controllers. You're going to have motion They're going to lock you into the... the, It sounds like you're going to be locked into motion control. Yeah. To to me, it doesn't matter because I prefer the motion controls. But I know it's still... It's it's always better to give people the choice. Let me say this. Uh... You prefer the motion controls, and the motion controls are good for most people if they work right. right. Um, they work so they worked well on on the Wii and and the Wii U. But the, using the Joy-Con as simulated uh, pointers is spotty. Yes, that's what I'm thinking. Joy-Con have had so many problems. I'm wondering if this is going to be. We're gonna have to uh, get that clarified because someone. Yeah, Nintendo's Birdman, next disaster. Bird, no, Birdman saying that Nintendo it only it's only for multiplayer, not solo. That you have to oh. have the Joy-Con controllers. Okay. So we're gonna have to get um, that clarified. And yeah, and, that and this is and that not, would make sense. 
to me, and Birdman's right, I'm glad he's saying that, that um, I, I'm thinking this is not a detail that you bury in the fine print, especially if you're highly touting that co-op is, the, the whole story can be played co-op. Because to me, that's like, okay, maybe there's some disappointment set up here. Not everybody's going to play co-op on their Switch Lite. And the, but co-op on honestly, a Switch Lite is going to be a, even an extra pain because... You know, that's that screen's moving. Could you could you imagine how <laughs> tiny those Pikmin are going to be on the Nintendo Switch Lite? Right. Uh, unless both players have external Joy-Con to keep so they can play it in tabletop mode, that's going to be impossible to do. Yeah, it's it's going to be rough. Maybe that's why it's buried. I don't know. Uh, over on our Patreon, uh, Jesus Amada says this uh, regarding Pikmin Three Deluxe. I'm with the internet on this one. Nintendo is flailing and trying to show investors that they are still working on things, but why rehash Wii U games now? Understandably, not a lot of people had a Wii U, but there are now a few games that are Wii U exclusive and that and that Nintendo can't go back to. That well is drying up. What's next? Wii remasters, GameCube remasters, heaven forbid, N64 remasters? Stop you know, going back. People have been Nintendo. asking for these, so it's not out of the realm of possibility. That's true. Stop going backwards. We need to go forwards and get the new out. We need to keep attracting more people to Nintendo. I'm not trying to bash Pikmin 3 Deluxe. I'm happy for it, but come on. Nintendo is taking leaps and taking ch- known for taking leaps and taking chances. Where are they now? Have a great show. Uh, I'm going to say this. Um, I am offended that you would call the well dry when Super Mario 3D World is still in it. That well is overflowing. <laughs> that well is full, and I'm sorry. I just couldn't. I could not keep it in my body anymore. This is now two. I think I think as Nick who said that uh, it would have been best if they had something new to go with this. Also, no, I, no, I'll agree with that. And that thank you for distracting me, Tim, because I was about to say something <laughs> that would probably get me in trouble. Uh, yeah, that like if it was, hey, here's a here's this, and then boom. Look, and look, you know, I, I just said a minute ago, Pikmin's not for me, but if they'd have said Pikmin 3 Deluxe is coming October 30th, and guess what, guys? Pikmin 4 is in development right now for 2021. Yeah. That would have been perfect. Yep. Just unfortunately, just like what Dan is saying in the chat, uh, Blackfort Gaming, you know, COVID is screwing everything up. Yeah. yeah. And I don't and, think they want to do. Yeah. Have a another instance of Bayonetta three, and Metroid four, and right. Breath of the Wild two, where they announce something so early to appease the fans that it it just takes so long for them to finish it. I'm that, calling this right now at, at the pace that they're going in. The I, I don't think way, that's a good sign for them going. to do that. Uh, Breath of the Wild two will be the last game on the Switch. Maybe it's it'll like, be like Breath of the Wild was dual platform. Maybe this game is dual platform with Switch Switch 2. Maybe so. Maybe so. Uh, Ariel Bujosa says, I echo Jesus' thoughts. That being said, I've never played Pikmin and I'm excited for the opportunity. So, Tim, they're like you. Uh, this is a franchise I've overlooked for too long. And every time I think about playing it, something else comes up. This time around, there are a few new titles that pique my interest in the t- same time frame. Or there are few new titles that pique my interest in the same time frame. Perhaps it's finally time to help ca- help Captain Olimar rather than malign his Smash character because I don't know how to use him. Dave Erzberger, who's a patron of the show as well as a Patreon producer, uh, I love this. He says, I'm very excited about Pikmin 3 Deluxe. 
Pikmin changed my gaming life, which is why my gamer tag is Pikmin D. Sure, it's a re-release, but it's gorgeous and a wonderful little strategy game. Ah, those poor Pikmin, when they die, is there anything sadder or is there any sound sadder than that? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and look, I, I've said with other types of genres, you know, in general, if it's, a, if it's a genre I don't like, normally I don't like it, but there is that one or two games that kind of make it make an exception, like uh, SteamWorld Heist was more of a, a turn-based strategy game that I liked. Uh, Pikmin was that for me with real-time strategy games. It's a real-time strategy game. No, no, it's a, with, it has a different little bit of flavors to it, but I thought that's this core, and uh, I don't like StarCraft, I don't like Warcraft, but this game I liked, and I'm looking forward to playing it again, and really can't, I'm really looking forward to Pikmin 4, as I've mentioned in previous weeks. Awesome. Uh, uh, yeah, I know that, that for some people, like, Pikmin is their cup of tea, and if that's you, then... August, then October 30th is going to be a grand old time. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. Is just I, us Nintendo fans. Obviously, we bought everything we could on the Wii U because it was limited library. So we've played this for some, a lot of us. Like I said, I didn't, but I have it because my kids played it. Um, but now it's an opportunity for these 60 million people that we're about to talk about numbers wise to have an opportunity to check out a game that only yeah, yeah. you know a limited and, and number here's had the deal. Here's the deal. I have no doubt at this point that every Nintendo first party game from Wii U is going to make its way to Switch it it's a sense. matter of timing uh, and I do believe that at one point we will get the holy grail of Super Mario 3D World and uh, I just would, I wish it was now. Like, I, yeah. I, I said, I said to somebody uh, on our Discord, and, I, and maybe it was in the lobby we were talking about it, that for me personally, uh, as a Nintendo fan, there, this is going to be a really rough half a year, I yep. think, because I am more into the platformers and the Mario and the Zelda. And Metroid, a lot of the fringe t- titles like Xenoblade and uh, and Pikmin, I just really am not into. And so, uh, and I'm not. It's not because I haven't tried them. I bought Xenoblade Chronicles twice. I bought Pikmin three times. Uh, <laughs> you know, I've tried these games. Yeah. I just don't care for them. And if that's all that there's going to be, then I'm like, they're they're kind of making me make the decision to go ahead and buy a PS5 because. I'm going to buy one anyway, but you should what was, anyways. What, what I was well, what I was waiting <laughs> on, what I was waiting on was to see what Nintendo had coming out, and to see where I would rather spend my money. And I would rather spend it on the Switch. I would rather support Nintendo yeah. if there's going to be games that I really want. I just I'm going to tell you this right now that, uh, and I'll try to keep it limited because I know we want to move on to the next thing. But if you're a video game fan. In my opinion, you should have a second console because, yes. especially if you only have a Nintendo, you will not be satisfied with what they provide on their console alone. I learned this a long time ago and definitely had to get that second console. If, if you can yeah, get all three, great. Ever but, since you know, GameCube era, I've always had a Sony Sony console to go with it. Yeah. Yes. And it could and, be, and, you know, now Tim, with Xbox and with Honestly, John, right, right now, what I'm waiting on is I'm waiting on Ghost of Tsushima to go on sale. Yeah. 
because it will around Christmas time because it all will. Sony exclusives yeah. go down to about $20 at yeah. Black Friday. And so I'm going to wait and buy Ghost of Tsushima then. Like, honestly, the if you're talking big name titles, the only thing between now and the end of the year that's coming out on Nintendo that is for me or that I'm excited about is WWE Battlegrounds. Yep. And like that, I, that's disappointing. It's and, and to me as as somebody who willingly wants to throw a lot of money at Nintendo, that's it's a little disappointing. Yeah. Uh, and, I, I, so, I'm in the same boat. I want to be able to concentrate on one console because I know I I start spreading myself thin going to other consoles and stuff. Right. But. I want everything on Nintendo. That's why I really want EA to bring Madden to it or something like that. Or some of these other games that you think should be on the Switch are not there. Yeah. Or even Nintendo's own games. There, like Metroid Trilogy. Why and isn't not only, it there? Like in the past, <laughs> there if when there's been a, a first party drought, there's always been some really interesting indies yeah. to, to come, that came out that filled that gap for me. Um, but like, I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but one thing that the pandemic has been really good at is increasing the amount of shovelware on the Nintendo eShop. <laughs> it's bad. Y'all. Like, it's worse. It, it's it's probably at its worst right now. Yeah. It's, it's at its worst point. I mean, yeah. you go in and look at what came out today. Uh, I didn't even have a chance uh, to do that yet. I'm talking about it's, it's god-awful. And, well, and that's where we know, come in, right? We try to get through that and try. Yeah, to and then like you go, you go and look at the coming there. soon, and I always like to go look at the coming soon and get hyped up. You know, there's nothing. I mean, it's it's very, very little. Um, but while you're in the midst of that, let me let me make a mention, and I, I, this just popped into my brain, and I don't want to forget it. Uh, Hypercharged Unbox that we talked about many many months ago. You know, it's like the first person shooter kind of. Um, Tower Defense, Toy Story type thing has a free demo on Nintendo Switch now. And so if you were on the fence about it, you need to go check it out because it's such a fun game. Uh, And it's one that I feel like we as a community could kind of get into uh, and play because you can uh, squad up and do like squad tower defense. Nice. Which is pretty cool. So that's free. And they, they actually contacted us and were like, would you guys mention this on your show that there's there's a free demo, and they've been great about um, updating that game with lots of content uh, post-launch. Cool. And so Hypercharge Unbox, you can go check that all out on the eShop uh, right now. So, before, guys... Before we, before we move on, I wanted to quickly kind of plug Justin, uh, put out another Justin Jabbers, or, I, you know, this afternoon, so that's out in the feed. And he kind of walked through the numbers about why Pikmin 3 on the Switch is a good idea from a business standpoint, uh, I won't detail the numbers like he is, but it's kind of kind of high level. That you know, he took the number of switches sold, subtracted the number of Wii U copies of Pikmin Three that sold to get a potential sales bait. You know, these people might be interested in buying it, and then take into account the same attach rate the Wii U had to the Switch. This is a, still a six million seller, so why not? <laughs> right. Yeah. And well, with speaking of that, with us getting ready to dive into some sales numbers, uh, Nintendo is uh, has never had a better time in the modern era uh, of Nintendo. So uh, smart business decisions are, are what they need to keep the gravy train running. So let's talk about 
Nintendo's latest uh, financial briefing and the numbers uh, that came out because, uh, uh, guys, would y'all agree with these? These are some pretty incredible numbers, uh, notwithstanding the pandemic. Yeah, it's not surprising. It's not surprising, we, we saw but, it. but yeah, we, 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 there, we, we saw some of this stuff. Thing. We saw, we saw some of this stuff starting at the end of March, and this, it, yeah. that, that trend just con- continued. But yeah. I, I would say April and May and June uh, have been very, very kind to Nintendo. So let's start at the beginning with Nintendo Switch. Uh, between April 1st and June 30th, Nintendo Switch sold 5.67 million units, which puts it at 61.4 million units sold, uh, just shy of the Nintendo Entertainment System. So we're about to pass the granddaddy and probably will uh, with by yeah. this time next There's, year it's it will just, pass the Nintendo. Just a half million units away. So that'll yeah. that'll happen by next um, quarter. Honestly, uh, and this this is in our notes and I, I I know it's it will sound like speculation, but I think anybody who's been following the story will agree. Uh, this number probably would have been higher if uh, it weren't for closings and shortages uh, related to the virus. Uh, again, as as Jesse said, it's just about half a million units away. Uh, the Famicom and NES sold a uh, combined 61.9 million units worldwide. The only uh, system that has sold more units at this point than the Switch is the Wii, which has sold almost 40,000 more units at uh, 101.6. Yeah, 40, 40 million. Um, which is wow. <laughs> Those 40 million are nursing homes. Uh, I fully believe <laughs> where it's still being played. Uh, they're still bowling. Um, interesting to note that in these sales numbers, 3DS sales are no longer tracked. Uh, which, um, did, did that surprise anybody? No, because the last quarter, I think it was something like 20,000 units sold in, yeah. in the first three months of the year. So, uh, Nintendo Dads, right here, we're going to put a stamp on it, put the nail in the coffin. The 3DS is dead. Long live the king. <laughs> uh, and and for those of you who think I'm gleeful about that, I'm not. I, I've actually gone back and been playing my 3DS uh, a little bit over the last couple of weeks. Uh, just just going back in there and seeing what games are in there. I played some WarioWare Gold and was reminded of how good that game was uh, and how big a game that would have been if it had arrived on the on the Wii U about uh, or I'm sorry on the 3DS about two years earlier than it did uh, and how awesome it would have been if it was on the Switch. Um, we need a WarioWare game on the Switch, but. We'll we'll see. I don't think that's going to happen. But anyway, no more. And not no more not a game and Wario port. No, no, that one could stay on the Wii U. Yes, <laughs> get it away from here. The only thing I liked about that game was the frogs fling the frogs. But you know that's like the whole the whole thing is is out of every game Jesse that's on the Wii U that was a Nintendo uh, Switch or Nintendo first party exclusive, that's the only one that I think can't be ported. Because of the way it integrated with the TV and the tablet. Yeah. And like, draw an, a line that is four and a half inches long. Yeah. Yeah. Or that one in Nintendo Land. It can't, even though I really wish that there could be a sequel in Nintendo Land that would have some of those original games on. Because like Tim was talking about, Pikmin on there was, it was cute. It was fun. I liked the Mario Chase and I liked the Luigi's Mansion one. So 
and the Metroid. It was good. All it was all good. Yeah, it was all good. But anyway, um, Tim, do you want to explain this note that you've put here in the uh, in the the doc yeah. about about the pillars? Yeah. So I want I brought this up the last time we had numbers back in what was it May? Because um, I I've been trying to keep I've been trying to keep an eye on this and trying to figure out how this can make sense. I even brought it up on Twitter and basically comparing the Switch versus when they were selling the home and the handheld console. So, you know, Switch versus um, Wii U and 3DS sales when they were both selling at the same time or Switch versus the Wii and DS at that time. And I've been trying to look at those numbers to see if there's anything out of that that makes sense because they wanted to combine these two pillars, their handheld and their home console divisions so that they could focus on games, so they could focus on software. So I guess one of the things I learned today when looking at this is that maybe not so much looking at the hardware numbers, even though they're getting closer, maybe it's more looking at the software numbers. So for example, looking at the hardware, we've got 61.44 million switches that were sold versus the 79.68 million during the Wii U 3DS sales time period during that their lifespan and i cut out the number of 3ds's i don't think it changed much though but i cut out the number of 3ds's that stopped selling or were, that were selling when the switch was out so it was basically only during the wii u and 3ds time during that window so looking at it compared you know 60 almost 62 million to almost 80 million uh so we're getting close with the switch with the one console it's getting close to the Wii U and 3DS. But if you go look at the Wii and DS, that's six, almost 62 million or 61 and a half million, I guess, better way to put it, compared to two, uh, what is that? Um, 255, 255 million, is that right? Yeah, because we had a, hundred, yeah. a little over 100 million. The DS had... Yeah, so 255 million units between the Wii and the DS. So 61.5 compared to the 255 million is a long way to go for the Switch to go to compare in regards to hardware. The DS had 154 million. Yeah. <laughs> so it was kind of interesting to look at that, that at that time they were really booming with the Wii and the DS, you know, selling two consoles. And then when you look at the software side of things, again, we're getting close when it comes from Switch compared to the Wii U and 3DS era. So it's 406 million software units versus the 428 software units for the Wii U and 3DS. So they're getting close as far as they have one console and they're getting close to meeting the same amount of software between two consoles they had it during that time. However, again, when you go back to look at the Wii and the DS, the Wii and the DS at their time had... One was that one billion eight hundred and seventy million yep. <laughs> software. So versus the four hundred and six million. So uh I just thought that was interesting to look at because of the everybody's always talking about it from our perspective to also business is always talking about how N Nintendo's gone to the one council pillar, although they have their other pillars they're also con concentrating on, but as far as council goes, they have the one council. They don't have two consoles. They don't have a handheld to support the home console if that goes bad or vice versa. It's just Switch has to go good 
or nothing. <laughs> or nothing. So I, I just did a little quick math comparing unit game software sales per hardware sales. And so the Switch is sitting at around six and a half-ish. The the Wii U 3DS combo is less at about 5.4, but the Wii DS is more at slightly over seven. Okay. That would that makes so, sense. So the, you know, just comparing those numbers, it's the switch is right in the middle. Yeah. Well, let's talk about some software uh, for just a minute. This is always my favorite part of the discussion besides how many overall units that uh, Switch has sold because I like I like Nintendo succeeding, let's be honest. Uh, but I always love coming back to these top 10 games. Uh, they're always dominated by first-party hardware uh, right now. Um, but, you know, I would love to see a top 10 list of just third-party software uh, and see how yeah. that's done on Switch. I, I wish we could get a hold of those numbers uh, like this. But, of course, Nintendo is only going to report first-party software. Uh, sitting at the top of the pack, number one is still three years in the running, uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, which sold 1.97 million units in the last three months, bringing it to a lifetime sales total of 26.74 million units. Uh, I always like to say this when we talk about Mario Kart 8 uh, and its numbers. You remember when guys said this wouldn't sell? <laughs> you remember that? Uh, yeah. It, yeah, it was it was big. Uh, the biggest surprise on this list comes in at number two, uh, or it may be it may not be a surprise to many people. Coming in at number two with 22.40 million units sold is Animal Crossing New Horizons, which sold 10.63 million units in the last three months. Yeah, it almost doubled from the, from the previous all, quarter, you, yeah. of which that quarter only consisted of about 12 days, if I remember yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. So, so in three months, they sold what they what they uh, they sold in twelve days in the last quarter. Twenty two point four million units. Uh, that's about four million units a month. Uh, you know, le less than four million, but almost. So just uh, going back to talking about attach rates. Seven. So yeah, so Animal Crossing has an attach rate of about thirty six percent. So one in three. Yeah, and then Mario Kart well, is just shy of. Of one and two, so it's like yeah, forty-six percent. There's a comment later that we'll read from the report about Animal Crossing and Switch. So, yeah. So one thing I do want to point out there about this is that, and, and maybe Tim, this is what you're talking about, and so we may be jumping the gun, but that's okay. Uh, that the attach rate probably has to do with the fact that a good number of people bought the Switch just for Animal Crossing. Yeah, so I'll just go ahead and read that part right now and we'll try to remember. I'm sorry, I later. jumped the gun on it. No, no, it's okay. It While makes we're sense. talking about it. Yeah, the number of consumers who started playing on Nintendo Switch because of this game continued to increase during the first quarter from April to June 2020. Of all systems in the Nintendo Switch family that were played for the first time during this period, over half were used to play Animal Crossing New Horizons on the first day. So 50% of Switch purchases. So let's go back and look at that number. Uh, two point, uh, or I'm sorry, 5.67. So roughly 2.3 million switches were purchased to just, just play, play Animal, Animal Crossing. Crossing. 
Mm-hmm. And, and I can see it. You know, families who previously had one Switch didn't want to share their island, so they bought another Switch or two. So if you're not a uh, patron of the show and you don't get to listen to the pre-show audio on Thursday nights uh, or Fridays as it's released, uh, Justin popped by just uh, as he was on his way out to get some pie. Uh, and he asked this question. And I think it's a good question. He said, um, do you think that Animal Crossing will surpass Mario Kart 8 Deluxe in total sales? And if so, when? And I'm going to go ahead and give you my answer. I, I do. At this point, I think it's on track. Uh, it will sell. And I believe that I fully believe that Animal Crossing New Horizons will probably in the next quarter or quarter after next be the number one selling game for Nintendo Switch. I think it's what's going to finally dethrone Mario Kart, though it may not always stay that way. Right. That was my prediction. And he, he asked if it'll happen by the end of the year. I said, if it doesn't happen by the end of the year, it won't. So I think Animal Crossing does have that. a chance to beat Mario Kart, but I think Mario Kart still has the bigger tail and will take the number one spot again later. Well, it's going to be interesting to see the, the difference in Mario Kart. It does have a head start, but I think the difference in Animal Crossing and Mario Kart is continued support. If if Mario Kart gets more DLC, oh, it's it's going to ignite. I mean, it's it's going to be unbeatable. But the question is, is with Mario Kart's growth per quarter shrinking because it, it went down from last time to this time. He asked if Nintendo could possibly be considering Mario Kart 9 uh, more now because Mario Kart 8 isn't selling as fast. It's not that it's doing badly. It's just that it's not selling as fast. Now, I'm going to look back at the show notes from three months ago to find out how many units were sold in that quarter because still, the almost 2 million units is still the highest. Of, not not take taking into account Animal Crossing, because that is an outlier. That'll never happen again. 2.2 2 million units in a quarter is pretty still respectable. So let me let me check to see yeah. what it was the Well, and looking before. at the rest, of, while you're looking that up and looking at the rest of it, Mario Kart uh, 8 is above and beyond the, the highest seller from the quarter, uh, notwithstanding Animal Crossing. So let's run down some of those numbers. Uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate sold 1.15 million units, bringing it to just like a 0.1 or 0.01 uh, unit shy of selling 20 million. Uh, it's 19.99 million. Uh, so it came down from number two, unseated by Animal Crossing. Okay, um, you're gonna like this. Adam, Mario Kart sold 1.8 million units in the first three months, so they actually sold better. In the second wow. three, three months of the year than the first. So it's well, not slowing down. No, it it probably not. has a bump because of the extra bump in the Switch, unit Switch I would sales. Think there, I would think that there's some people who are buying Animal Crossing and Mario Kart at the same time. Yeah, yeah the, these units are not because of, of people who had a Switch for three years and finally getting to it. These are people who are buying Switch for the first time and buying, you know, one out of three and of that, them was buying. That was them. why I said during when he asked that question, I was hesitant to say yes, because I was thinking that all those people who bought Animal Crossing and are playing that didn't buy anything else, maybe. Plus, and now they're going to be looking for something else to play, and it could be Mario Kart. Let, let me let me say this. I think Mario Kart also got the bump from uh, people absolutely cleaning out stock of Nintendo Switches. And so those old Mario Kart 8 bundles that had been <laughs> sitting around for a while, <laughs> that gets counted as a sale. It does. Uh, it gets counted as a, as a game sale. 
coming in at number four, uh, selling 1.19 million units in three months uh, as the number four top seller uh, of all time, Breath of the Wild. 17.41 million units came down from number three. Pokemon Sword and Shield sold 850,000 units, bringing it to 17.37. It's just, it's barely shy of Breath of the Wild. Uh, Mario Odyssey sold 650,000 units, uh, bringing it to number six. Uh, so it, it lost two spots. It was, it was at yeah, four it last did. time. It did. Uh, Pokemon Let's Go, Pikachu and Eevee. Notice they're still combined. Uh, 230,000 units down from number five. It also lost two spots. Uh, it's now at 11.97 million. Mario Party. Uh, this is an interesting one. Mario Party is, has now sold 10 million units, uh, 840,000 units for the quarter. It came up from number nine to number eight and takes back the spot it had six months ago. So if, if you, <laughs> it, it's, it's always been on the charts. It just, now it's rising back up. Uh, number nine is Splatoon 2, 580,000 units. Uh, it now at, at lifetime, 10.71 million. Okay. Like those numbers don't make sense. Let me fix, I think the Mario Party numbers are wrong. Let me, while you keep going, I'll double check. Ooh, them. yeah, they are. They are. So Mario Party, uh, are you saying the, like the total numbers Ma- wrong? Yeah. Mario Party is now up to 10.9. Okay. 10.90 million. Oh, yeah. Nine four. Okay. Yeah. Or 10.94. Okay. And finally, rounding out the top 10, another game that people said would never sell. New Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe has now sold 7.44 million. It sold almost a million, 840,000 units over the past quarter. And in addition to these, these uh, above, three more games have sold a million in the last three months. That's Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition sold 1.32 million. Ring Fit Adventure sold 1.17 million. For a total of over four million, uh, just doesn't have enough to be in the top ten. And Clubhouse Games, fifty-one worldwide classics, sold one point zero three million, and it was only it, out since it was only out thirty days. Right, uh, so, and then Ring Fit had that uh, shortage going on through. It had the shortage up, and and up, until, up until like two months ago. Technically, Xenoblade Chronicles was only out a month as well because it came yeah. out on May thirty-first. So, uh, all that to say, uh, guys, Nintendo did really good this quarter. Uh, really, really good. And, uh, you know, all the people out there that are saying doom and gloom and, and different things like that, I think that, uh, what you need to, to look at here is that th- the offerings may be light this year, but the profit is large. <laughs> Uh, they, they are, they're yeah, making they're, bank. They're just upset that they're not released. Nintendo isn't releasing the games that they want. That's true. And that would be me. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, so far this year, just kind of a recap for, for 2020. Only four games have been announced so far for this physical year. That's Paper Mario, the Origami King, Cadence of Hyrule, Crypt of the Necrodancer featuring Legend of Zelda. That's, that's just DLC. Pikmin 3 Deluxe and a Japanese only game. Famicom Detective Club and Famicom Detective Club Part Two, both of those are all are listed for 2020. Now, hey, Marty. other games. Hmm? Sorry, you you just jumped right into those titles, and I wanted to mention something real quick. In oh, I'm sorry. To the rankings for this quarter. Yeah, now, I know you went over the numbers, but we didn't talk about just the quarter itself, which was you sure, know, sure, sure. 
and I won't go through the whole list, but I do want to call out that Animal Crossing this quarter is number one, the top number selling game for this quarter, as for the number itself at the 10.63 million that you mentioned. The next game is Mario Kart, and that number is only 1.97. It's so, a huge jump. A huge jump from Animal Crossing at 10 million to down to almost 2 million for Mario Kart. In fact, if you look at it combined, the other games, uh, two through seven, you would have to add all of those together to even be able to get close to what Animal Crossing sold yeah. this quarter. <laughs> Very true. Very true. So, I mean, none of them cracked 2 million. Mario Kart was the closest. Uh, and that's, that's a pretty, can, can I ask, is, I think, is it prudent to ask this question at this time that if Animal Crossing had not hit when it did and the pandemic had not hit when it did, would this be an entirely different story? I think so. Considering the fact when we, when we talked about this back in May, you know, the, at that time, New, New Horizons had already outsold New Leaf's Lifetime, you know, in in three weeks. So, uh, I think if it wasn't for the pandemic, we we would be having a different conversation. I think it would have took longer for it to beat New Leaf a little bit longer, but I still think it would have been a, a performing game. I I even potentially think that no, I'll say this: I think it still would have been a top ten game. I think it would have bumped something I, else out. I, I think it would have made top ten. I don't think it would have done twenty two thousand twenty two no, million units. No, it would not have done the same amount. No, but I I still think it would have done well. You know, I know that we're not to, to that point yet, and, and we're a few months out, but as we look toward the, the second half of 2020 and getting into the fall and winter, um, one thing this pandemic is going to do is it's going to make uh, discussions like Game of the Year really hard. Yeah. Or really easy, somebody kind of well, point of view. I mean, you, <laughs> you could say it's really easy, but I mean... Because I, I, I was thinking about that earlier today. I think there's... Like, there's a, there's two games maybe on my list right now. Maybe three by the end of the year. Yeah. So, yeah, it's not going to be a hard choice. <laughs> well, the way we did it last year was we included – it wasn't just Nintendo games. We included everybody – everybody, any game that was released on on a Nintendo console. So, mm-hmm. you know, it depends on what you're right. playing. It but could have been it, a Nintendo game or it yeah, could just have been – In my yeah. personal lists, it's yes. – you know, I'm still counting those. It's maybe, it'll be like two or three games okay. total. Yeah. Yeah. So, in addition to what we've already mentioned uh, with those four games, uh, other games that have been announced, again, these are just announced games that are floating out there in the ether. Uh, Bravely Default 2, uh, which is listed as a third-party game in Japan, but it's a first-party game here. They still say 2020, so I'm guessing November, December probably yeah. for that because of localization. And I think that's normal for Square Enix games. I think Square Enix yeah. usually does their own. They, they they publish the games in Japan, but Nintendo does it uh, outside of Japan. So that's yeah. normal. Uh, it just took me 3, a while to figure that out, which is why I uh, listed it there. Uh, Bayonetta 3 is still out there with the 2B announced. Metroid Prime 4 is to be announced. Uh, Breath of the Wild 2 is still out there. And... Uh, I've already kind of talked about this game a little bit. New Pokemon Snap is still out there, but it's possible that uh, that could be a 2020 game as well. We just don't know uh, at this time. Uh, Another weird thing I noticed here is three months ago, it said, you know, the sequel to The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, Temp. So, yeah, this is not the real name. And it said Metroid Prime 4. But this time it says Metroid Prime 4 is also a Temp name. 
So hmm. maybe they're you know they're thinking subtitles now. It's oh, I'm thinking there's going to be a subtitle. Yeah, they they may not they may deviate away from the number because like when Halo they, Halo Infinite would be like what Halo Six, and that's just at that point it's just you, you can't go why? bigger than Infinite. <laughs> yeah, like it's it's the last one. They can't make any more after this. We also have one more other game that we forgot to mention that is coming okay. this month, August twenty seventh, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Remastered Edition. Oh yeah, yeah that that is out, and that should be a, I, I mean, shouldn't be a huge release, but it should be big. Yeah, it's, I, I mean, mean, like I people, said, that's one I'm looking forward to because I played yeah. it on the GameCube. So. Well, it wasn't mentioned yeah. before because that one isn't being published by Nintendo. That's okay. uh, I, I have it listed down below as third parties. And, and okay, and my bad. So if you're uh, looking outside that first party window, there's 19 games that are kind of still out there that were mentioned to be coming out 2020. Some of them have already released. Yeah, yeah these are uh, the third Rogue, parties. These are not yeah, Nintendo games. Uh, Rogue Company and CrossCode have already released. Catherine Full Body has released. Like we said, Crystal Chronicles is coming. Doom Eternal is still out there with no release date, which I really hope is this year but because I'd like to play that. But um, there's a Japanese list that includes games that aren't in other regions. And the question that we're asking is, does that mean that they're expecting them to be released after March 21st? And there's some games here that you guys have listed, and I want to kind of do an update here. Shin Megami Tensei 3 Nocturne HD Remastered. Uh, it didn't get a release date. Um, right. Jump Force Deluxe Edition did not get a release date. But Apex Legends did say that it was coming fall 2020. So I don't think that that's getting yeah. pushed to, to well, 21. Is, that's weird that this showed up in the Japan list, but it didn't show up in the other regions. So right. I, I just, that's why I pointed uh, that out. It was weird. Adelaide, Rise of Two, Lost Legends, and the Secret Fairy, Kingdom Hearts, Melody of Memory, and Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga. I believe that's coming October the 8th uh, for all platforms. Um, yeah, that one I may be wrong. too. I may be wrong on that, but um, anyway. Uh, GameStop only still had their date listed as December 31st, 2020. So, so which means they don't know. <laughs> well, there you go. So I'm wrong. Uh, yeah, a, Google, a quick Google search says 2020. So they may also yeah. be experiencing some delays, yeah. um, which really sucks because I was hoping to... Birdman says Jump Force is coming out on the 28th of this month. That is correct. I forgot about that. They did date it, August 28th. Uh, so there are third-party games coming as well, and there'll be indies. Uh, but I, I do think – do you guys not think that there will be at least one more first-party Nintendo game before the end of the year, port or no port? I think there will be. Yeah. I think I think they and, still need to have some, uh, some November game. Yeah, uh, I think there's, there's going to be a couple. There's always that big drive, that big push game toward the end of the year to sell yeah. consoles for Christmas. They usually have a December game too, but I don't think it's is, is, uh, it's as important this year. I, I don't either. I, I don't think either. The, the November game is more important. All right, so uh, let's get on to this little uh, order of business right here. Um, I, don't I don't know what you're talking I, about. I don't know if we call this the Justin Gloats moment. I, you know, here's the thing. Since he's not on the show, I really don't even think we, we, we need to do this because it's his fault for not being on the show. 
Uh, well, while you guys are deciding no, that, we'll, uh, we'll Brad do. in the comments did say that we also have PK, uh, PJ, PGA 2K21 coming in August as well. So, a hang on, whoa, so a real-life golf game is coming to the Switch. Yes. I know I know that's – and the reason I mention that and I want to call it to the side is I know that there's people in our community that love golf games. Yep. Um, they'd probably rather than be Mario Golf, but yes. uh, I, I think for some people, any golf game – is and so we're still waiting for sports story the sequel to golf story yeah uh i let me let me just say this i think that sports story has a great chance of showing up during the next treehouse thing the the nintendo direct mini i think that will be a 2020 game i think it's coming this fall cool but we'll see um so let's get on with this business on the uh, may 8th 2020 show Justin said that uh, the Q1 2020 Nintendo Financials, when they came out, would show that Animal Crossing New Horizons had passed Mario Odyssey on the, and Breath of the Wild on the top 10 list. So we have prepared a little soundbite just for him and for your listening pleasure. Here it is. Justin was right. Justin was right. Justin was right. And that's all we're going to do there. So, <laughs> so when, right. we, when we were talking about all the Animal Crossing stuff, too, just real quick about that, we already mentioned about them talking about the, the attachment rate to the Switch, but also the bump that Animal Crossing Pocket Camp got as well because of uh, they got record sales and use from that app. Okay. Just from the synergistic effect of the promotion and release. Hon- of- I honestly forgot that that app existed <laughs> just gonna be honest yeah well um, hey. that, that, that's mobile app speak for psychological profiling mm. and that comes from a developer guys <laughs> <laughs> so there you go uh i thought this was interesting digital sales uh numbers accounted for 55.6 percent of total software sales uh over the uh, last quarter which duh right um that's People are staying home. But th- I thought this was really cool. 229.9% increase year to year. Well, so that's more, that's another duh, because all the game stores are closed for three yeah, months. Sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, ga- my GameStop's back open. I can go in there. I was in there today. So, uh, but yeah, my GameStop's never closed. So that they were just you know, closed to consumer presence you had yeah it was all curbside yeah but i know some game stops were closed no business sorry see you later yeah yeah some of them did and but i mean like guys 230 percent increase from last year uh i i love i i mean i love history i love being able to look back and see things uh for like this whole time frame is going to be something that like consumer analysts serve like study for years, you know, <laughs> right. to come. It's like be part and, of a and, yeah, I mean, marketing in college d- degree. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So, guys, it's really our big Nintendo news this week. We're going to throw it over here to uh, Jesse for just a minute. Uh, he got some news this week about the Intellivision Amico, and I know if you're a retro game fan or you remember the Intellivision or Tommy Tallarico. Uh, then you have a little bit of nostalgia in your heart for things like this. And so, Jesse, why don't you uh, just briefly outline what the crap's going on with the system? Why should we be uh, having it on our radar? Okay. Amico so, dads. Amico dads. <laughs> so, uh, 
you know, I think it was about two weeks ago, Tommy says, we're going to do a special event August 4th, register, you know, register for it. And we talked about this on the show when, you know, if you register for it, you're able to submit a question if you want, and then you'll also be put into a drawing for a Founders Edition unit, of which uh, Tim and I and Ibrisol did not win. Sorry, <laughs> I think all three of us did were did did put our names in the hat. Yes. So that was supposed to be August fourth at one p.m. Eastern, fifteen minutes before showtime. They said we're delaying this twenty four hours, so <laughs> we had to wait until yesterday bad so, form bad, bad form, form. Bad form. <laughs> yeah well they they had to catch the earthworm and stuff it back in the suit yes. yeah okay so they they did do an event it was a little over an hour i was surprised how long it was so the first thing they announced was because of covid and things things were slow slow slower than they were expecting to talk with Manufacturing, pub, uh, distribution, etc. The, they're delaying the system for a new target date of April fifteenth, twenty twenty-one, and they're shooting for the Founders Edition to go out on April third. Because if you look at the date, it's four three two one blast off. Oh, <laughs> I so, get it. So they uh, they basically they did. Uh, presentations on several games some games that we've seen before some games that we haven't um i won't go through all the games uh but they some of them they did mention that like they they re-reminded us that there are five games that'll come packed in with the system that everyone will get just for buying it and they they stated before that there was going to be a six game they just haven't announced it yet. So at the end of the presentation, they did. A, he he talked about the 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 question the Q and A portion. He said that he received over fifteen hundred questions from the from those who have registered for the event, and he he jokingly said he was going to go through them all over the next thirty hours. That he he goes, no, I'm just kidding. So he went. He did uh, six or seven questions. Like the first question was, will will AD and D Cloudy Mountain and Tron Deadly Discs get a, a remaster re-release? He said Cloudy Mountain is is coming day one with system. It'd be a three you know three player co-op, and they want to do a Tron game. They're in discussions with Disney to get licensing for it. Then what games are pack in, which is again kind of a throwaway question because these have already been announced, but he just you know, set it to be a re reminder. It'll be skiing, Shark Shark, Cornhole, Astro Smash, and Farkle. And these games that were previously classic games are remastered versions. They're not the old games just re released. Uh, okay. Someone asked what was Tommy's favorite original game on the Intellivision? He couldn't just pick one, so we kind of said several games on situationals, like if, if playing with his mother, playing with his brother, playing single player, etc. So his the four games he's, he mentioned was Major League Baseball, Utopia, Skiing, and Night Stalker. Okay, one question is, can storage be expanded using an SD card? He says, yes, it'll support micro SD card. 
The, he originally was going to have 16 gigs of internal storage, but that'll be that's increased to 32. And it says most games will be between 300 and 1,000 megs. So, so you can fit less than a, gig. a good. Yeah, that's, yeah. So you can you can fit. You'll probably be able to fit 50-ish games. You know, just internal if you don't have a micro SD. See, there was multiple many questions asking about more details in the controller. He says he'll have a a deep dive video coming soon to look so look forward to that. Will Amico games have physical versions? He says yes, there will be physical media. He just hasn't announced yet what they were. Again, he said this before, so that wasn't anything new. And the last question was uh Will, will classic and television games be playable on the Amico? He says he is planning on having classic games be, be available digitally to purchase, but it will not be available at system launch. He wants that, he wants the system to kind of be in it, create its own ecosystem of new games first before bringing in uh, the classics. So he guesses maybe a year after launch. Hmm. And so, then, uh, he, then he said additional Q&A videos to touch more questions will come um, in the future. Uh, he did not, he did not ask my question. I hope my question gets asked later, which is a question regarding the controllers. So it, it might be part of that deep dive. I, uh, yeah, my, my question was, were they going to have availability for demo units to be able to check it out? That's what I was wondering about. So I, uh, I do have a question. I'm going to send it in. And that is, uh, can they put cool spots, which Tommy <laughs> did the music for, on this system? And if so, I will buy one. It's a fun game. They're I don't probably, care what license. Probably have to you know, talk to 7-Up and get licensing on that again. Nobody drinks 7-Up anymore. It would reinvigorate the brand. Sam cool loves 7-Up. He drinks it. Listen, listen. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't, if you ask me today... If you said, Marty, go somewhere in town and find me a 7-Up, I would, what? I can get you Sprite, maybe, because there's a can shortage. I can get you Sierra Mist, which is the worst name for a soda ever. I thought it was called something else now. Uh, Mist Twist. There it is, yeah. Oh, that's yeah, even but, worse. Yeah, I know. And then, <laughs> and then if you really want me to, I can go down to the Dollar General, and I can get you some, if you're looking for Mountain Dew, I can get you some Mountain Holler. H o l l e r, Mountain Holler. That's they uh, still have seven up where I'm at. So well, that's because you're a Yankee. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> Michigan That's why I never thought that I would say on this show. Uh, Are Michiganders uh, concerned Yankees? They must. They know. must have lots of seven up in Minnesota. Uh, but uh, anyway. <laughs> I have to say that the Miko is, uh, I'm looking forward to it. I, I've been on the fence about buying it day one, and I'm still on the fence. Um, and I think eventually I'll get one because I think it is a great system for families. And I've seen that mentioned many times whenever I've been in, in YouTube videos. I see people chatting about it or when we talk about it. And I like the flexibility of being able to use your cell phones with it. So I think that it's going to be another Ouya. It's possible, but I think it has it. Uya had potential. I think it this did. had potential, and it if it's done right, I think it could and, and be here, a value. Uh, could here's be, the thing. Well, let me finish real quick. I think Nintendo has always said nobody's our competitor because they do their own thing or whatever. But Nintendo has always been about family, and if Amico's mm -hmm. going after the family, this could be Nintendo's major competitor. 
and I agree with that. What I was going to say was, I, I think you hit on something really important there, Tim, is that Uya had a lot of potential, but that potential was not managed well. And right. I think that with this, there are some people behind the helm that, uh, you know, have a trusted name yeah. that it might be able to, to, but j- selfishly, I hope it fails because I want to play that Earthworm Jim game, but I don't want to buy this. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> I, I'm just, I, I have a soft spot in my heart for the worm and lock it, <laughs> console locking it to a system that, yeah. I, I would hope that maybe it would come to the Switch eventually because Earthworm Jim is one of my all-time favorite third-party games. Yep, I, I still uh, bust out the the NES or the SNES Classic and play that on my on my. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I know it's not on there, but it is. There's a special <laughs> code you can put in, and it shows up. Nintendo buried that in there. Yes, uh, that's what it is. Speaking of being buried in there, uh, let's talk about a few game updates that you need to know about really quick. Uh, Paper Mario has been updated to fix the previously mentioned game-breaking bug that we talked about on last week's show. So people who were affected by that can now proceed normally. But uh, they also uh, resolved several other issues like missing items and progression and soft locks and things like that. So uh, at least they're listening and uh, still fun game. Yeah, when, I saw the, when I saw the patch notes to that, I was expecting only two or three items, but that was like ten or twelve. Yeah, they had had a lot of uh, had a lot of issues. Also, um, Animal Crossing New Horizons has been updated to one point four point one, which uh, basically fixed an issue where trees could grow and give you star pieces or other things. No, well, they stopped that. Yeah, no, they 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 got rid of it. They patched it out. Yeah. Yeah, there, there was a bug people used to exploit to have star piece trees, which sounds like they can't do that anymore. Yeah, it's it's kind of sad because I don't ever get star pieces. Uh, I wonder if they can make it where they can grow a tree that Red will grow on so he can finally come back to my Uh Because, like, the firework thing is not doing it. Like, it just makes me mad when he shows up. I'm like, dude, what gifts? Um, they also fixed some... Um, Issues where shining soil disappeared uh, and where um, a shovel swinging issue that I've never seen before. Uh, And perhaps the most out of the blue update is that Super Smash Brothers Ultimate got an update to uh, 8.1.0 and added a brand new stage uh, called Small Battlefield, uh, which you can now set uh, as your preferred rule in online battles. And now you can also select any stage-specific music for the battlefield, small battlefield, and big battlefield, and final destination stages. So if you want to battle on final destination to Megalovania, you can do it. If you want to battle on big battlefield to the Nintendo Dogs bathing music, you can do it. (laughs) Uh, That's awfully specific. Well, maybe it's because I've tried it, Jesse. Uh, But anyway, uh, that's there. And hopefully soon we'll know about the next uh, DLC character. That'd be great. That's all our news. Let's talk about some events. Yeah, love that sweet Mega Man music. Uh, Pokemon Go Community Day is coming up Saturday, August 8th. It's going to be, that's this coming Saturday, tomorrow, when you're listening to this on the audio. Uh, 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. local time. It features everybody's favorite Pokemon, Magikarp. 
<laughs> yes. Yes. Why did they think this is a good idea, Jesse? Well, the speculation is because, you know, Magikarp has been a community day feature before. So people are wondering why are they starting to recycle them and why start here? And the speculation is that this is a prelude to the upcoming Mega Evolutions. So they want people, give people chances to get uh, a Gyarados if they haven't previously received one. Okay. Okay. That's cool. Yes. Uh, speaking of recycling, uh, the 16th Maximus Cup is also coming up very soon for Tetris 99. And if you missed some themes, you need to listen up. Starting Friday, August the 14th at 12 a.m. through Saturday, August 22nd, there will be three rounds to give you a second chance at getting a previously featured theme. And it will only cost you 50 points instead of 100. So round one. Uh, starting August the 14th is going to be the Animal Crossing theme. That will last Friday through Sunday. Round two will begin the following Monday, which this is also the first time that an, uh, a Tetris uh, or Maximus Cup has happened during the week. So yeah. I thought that was pretty neat. Round two will be Luigi's Mansion uh, theme, and that will be Monday through Wednesday. And as soon as that is over with on Thursday through Saturday, Round three will start for the Ring Fit Adventure theme. And again, these are all 50 points and not 100 points. So if you suck at the game, you can still get you can get them twice as fast. Or you can suck for half the time. That's true. <laughs> like if you get eliminated right at the start, you can just play 50 rounds and you can get your theme. <laughs> so there you go. Just hold down the up button 50 times and you'll get it. Yeah, I I'm surprised that they're doing this for like nine consecutive days versus like three weekends. I'm also surprised that they're doing this because some of these previous themes have shown up in Tetris 99 that you can buy for 30 tickets, which is a yep. ridiculous price. Yes. Um, you would think that they'd want you to grind that game and play it more. But notice they're not bringing all of them back. Still looking for that Game Boy one. That, the, uh, yeah, the, I, that I imagine that they'll uh, have <laughs> additional catch-up rounds in the future. You know what I'm hoping for is uh, when I was I, – I don't remember what year this was. Maybe I was 14 or 15. I can't remember. I know it's still uh, – I, I, I know it was Christmas because I got a 32X for my Sega Genesis. Wow. It, yeah, and it didn't work. So we Maybe took it, did. it back. Well, no, we took it back. I'm glad that it didn't work since it failed. Uh, we ended up taking it back, getting the money back, and I ended up having a ton of credit at Toys R Us to buy some things. So I bought some like Marvel action figure collectibles, stuff like that, because this was back when the Spider-Man cartoon was on Fox. You remember the you remember the one yeah, that yeah. came out? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So they had this like big talking Venom, and I was really into Venom. But uh, I also bought X-Men for the Super Nintendo, not the Arkham's Arcade's Revenge or whatever, the, the terrible one, the one that was made by Capcom Okay, mm -hmm. uh, that was super hard. I bought that and also bought Tetris and Dr. Mario, all right, for the Super Nintendo. Uh, and what I'm hoping is, since they did the Game Boy theme at one time, that they'll also eventually do an NES Tetris theme, and they'll also do a Super NES Tetris theme because I just yep. I, I, I would like different like it doesn't have to be uh, an advertisement for a game like I, I just like different Tetris themes and the other ones are okay but they're not I mean like the Mario one's fine 
What I really wish they would have done with those is included the theme that they used for Tetris DS for all of those different ones. You know, like yeah. maybe not the game type, but but actually include the theme because it changed. The backgrounds changed and the music changed. Right, right. You had like Mario running around and you had Link going through the dungeon. I, I just think it would be cool. That would be cool. I, I, Tim, if you ever get a chance to get the Game Boy theme, oh my so I've been I've been looking for it. It's so perfect. The tickets go down because, like you said, they're expensive. Yeah, I think they that, are. That one was fifty. I thought fifty tickets for the yeah. Game Boy one. Yeah, because uh, they know everybody wants it. And right. I guess it's been a I while could, since I've looked at the theme shop because last yeah, time I haven't looked, looked in a while. None of those yeah. were purchasable. Well, even even like the off-brand theme, like the Halloween or the school theme, or like fifteen tickets. It takes forever to get tickets in that game. Yeah. yeah, I think I think I ended up getting all of the non-generic ones. So I got like Donkey Kong, I got Mario, I got Zelda. I've got Zelda and Mario, and I need to get the Donkey Kong. Uh, I just don't. I never think to to go get tickets. I always just pop in and get my theme and roll out. Yeah, I, I stopped uh, caring about the tickets after that. Optimus Prime. <laughs> Yeah, well, speaking of what we've been playing, let's uh, talk about what we've been playing, shall we? Jesse, this week we're going to start with you. What you've been playing? Okay, so I, I saw that uh, ar- there was Arcade Archives Burger Time available on the Switch. You love some Burger Time. And my first thought was, I don't really need to buy this because I have my arcade cabinet. But I'm going to do it anyway. But I, I, I like leaderboards, at least on games that I think I'm good at, okay. because I think I have a chance. So I picked it up anyway. And I, I think that game has has latency issues with the controller. Hmm. Because I've tr- I tried my Pro Controller, I tried Joy-Con, I tried the NES controller, and it. But you look at my scores, you think I don't know how to play it. So I went to my arcade cabinet and I got the level six in one go. So yeah, I can play the damn game. You know, I scored 52,000 points where if I could have done that on the Switch, it would have been top 10. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, and the fact that it's only top 10, you know, or I would expect that it to tells be you something. lower. I don't think I'm the only one having controller issues. So I think there's something innately wrong with that game. Okay. But you, it's still burger time, and you still love it. It's still burger time, and I love it. But you know, but I shouldn't have bought it because I had it on the arcade. It's kind of, it's kind of but, like you know, you have you have you have several children, and one of them is an idiot, and they're still your child, and you still love them. But yeah, something like that. <laughs> I notice how nobody would admit to that, but you all grin, so you know I'm right. Uh, okay. And then yeah, the other game I played, I, I did a. I think it was last night that I played it. Uh, Chris Tales demo, which has been available for, I think, two weeks now. I just finally got around to doing it. I don't know when the game's scheduled to launch. I don't think it has a date yet, other than just later this year. But when, when Chris Cross, when, what was it? Cross? Cross Code? Co- cross Code. When Cross Code was announced, um, I thought it was Chris Tales. So when I saw the trailer, I'm like, that's not the game I remember seeing. And then, yeah, because Chris Tales is what I was thinking of. Uh, in the, the game, it's a w- kind of a weird demo. It, it starts starts you off in just like a turn-based RPG 
where it teaches you the battle mechanics. And it, it's very Paper Mario-like, where pushing A at the right time increases the damage. Pushing A at the right time increases your defense. But then you go up against a boss that you can't do any damage to. And then your companion says, quick, use the crystal. Of course, you don't know what that is yet. Cause, and then you get like time warped an hour back. So now you're like in, in like wandering around town like a Zelda game or like the, a town in a, in a Final Fantasy or Dragon Quest game. So you're going around talking to NPCs, learning about them. And in during this process, you gain access to ti- two time crystals, one that lets you see in the future, one that lets you see in the past. And then to use this as some problem solving. One of the puzzles is to, uh, like, you, you notice in the future, two houses are destroyed. So you talk to the carpenter and warn him, hey, something's wrong with these houses. And he says, if I had a certain vial of potion, I forget what they called, uh, we, I can fix one, but it'll only be enough for one. So you literally have to choose which one gets fixed. So I don't know what that decision will do in the future later on in the game. So th- then then they then you work your way back to the battle again. So now you're, you're so all the conversations from that battle are the same, but now you have the time manipulation with you. And so like so you're fighting goblins. So you can say if the goblins are on your left side, you can send them in the past and they'll be younger goblins which will have different stats. Like it might have more strength but less defense. I don't know what the stats are. But, okay. And then if, if they're on your right side, you can send them in the future, which will make them old goblins, which will probably have less attack and less defense. Again, I'm not sure. It doesn't say what the, what the stats are, but doing this time manipulation will change the stats so you can make things in your favor. I mean, let's check this out. And then there's, at the very end, you get a third, third per- person in your party, but you never actually get a chance to play with them. But there's a, a battle mode outside of the demo uh, demo story where it kind of gives you a tutorial on how to use him and lets you play some battles with him. And he, that's kind of interesting, but where he, he can uh, poison NPCs. So you, you can poison an NPC and then send him in the future, and then he'll have like multiple rounds of poison to affect him at once. Huh. And you can, you know, similar, you know, you can make, if you send goblins in the past, poison them, then bring them back into the present, and then the same thing will happen. So there's different combinations of, of, of the characters' innate abilities with time manipulation. I, I didn't spoil what, how you beat the boss. I'll, I'll leave that. But again, it's, the combination of a skill and time manipulation to make the boss weak. You couldn't beat defeat the four, but let you beat it. Now, once you defeat that boss, that you see a little bit more of the story wrap up, kind of like ending the prologue and then the demo ends. So, uh, so this is a game I'm looking, I'm looking forward to playing. Once I've, I've been looking up images out. of this game while you've been telling us about it, and I know why you like this game now. Because the battle menu looks like Persona 5's battle menu. <laughs> I didn't actually think that, but yeah, you're not wrong. It, it boxes and triangles flying everywhere and different fonts and does yeah. the demo does the demo save carry over to the game if you buy I, it? I don't know. They didn't say, which means it probably doesn't. 
Okay. Oh, it probably definitely does. But at, at least it's only an hour, so it's not, you know it's not, okay. it's not like it's not like the Dragon Quest Builders one where I put six hours yeah. into it and I didn't yeah. want to start that over. Right. All right. <laughs> Good deal. Uh, Tim, what about you? What have you been playing? So uh, before I get started, I double checked on the Game Boy price to, if you were to get it, and it is thirty tickets. It's not fifty, and I'm only at. Halfway there with 15 tickets that I've been able to get Dude, so you gotta, far. Look, you got to get on it. Yep. And to get those, I think somebody asked in the chat, I think it was uh, Birdman, how do you get more tickets? And you basically do uh, daily yeah. missions. Yeah. Yeah, you, you can get four tickets a there's, day. There's four per day. Two of them are playing the normal mode. One of them is playing the the, like, the infinite mode. And the other one is playing a different mode, but those those last two are DLC modes. So if you didn't buy the DLC, you can't get them. Yeah, <laughs> kind of sucks. Right. Yes, but so yeah, you can pay ten bucks. You can pay ten, 10 bucks to get two more tickets uh, per day. A day. Okay. So uh, besides that, I've been uh, playing, of course, Animal Crossing: New Horizons with the fa- family and having fun with that, especially with the latest update. Um, especially with the fireworks, I have to say, I don't know why, but it just gave me a big old smile when I was in watching the fireworks with the family, you know, we were all coming in, checking out each other's islands, see what it was like. I posted a couple posts on it too, just like I did a quick video of me flying over what it looked like when there was fireworks still going. You can see the flashes on the ground of the fireworks while you're flying over to someone else's island. Excuse me. And then, then we were also able to go to each other's islands to get different hats that um, Isabel gives. So, or different, you know, the, the bouncy bobbers. Know, bobbers or whatever. Yeah. So, so we were able to do that and we found that out, which was really, really fun. So it was like, as soon as that happened, we were like, going, oh, let's hurry up, get over there. Cause we didn't know how long the fireworks were going because they didn't say how long they would go. And every time we looked, and even when we went to bed, we looked real quick, and they were still going. The fireworks were still going. Like the fireworks are going all night, baby. Eleven o'clock. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, we were playing that, and still last. So still getting, you know, racking up my hours to Animal Crossing. <laughs> you know, I, I will say this: the fireworks keep going, uh, just like around here, uh, because in the county there's no fireworks ordinance. Okay. So for about a week ahead of time and a week after, they're shooting fireworks. They're still doing like, it, right? It's, and, it, and it's not like, hey, let's go out and do some sparklers. It's like, let's rattle the plates yes. in, in your cabinets. I'm like, where do you They do that around here, too. Where do you get all this money? <laughs> to literally you know, like, just explode. And they save it for Labor Day, too. So we'll hear it again then. So Oh, yeah, oh look. The, our county has, like, they allow you to set off fireworks at Halloween and Christmas. and Okay. What? Why would you okay. set off fireworks at 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 Halloween? Because you got them. <laughs> hey, let's now, set off if a somebody of would make if somebody would make a firework that would go up in the air and explode in like like make a skeleton. Yeah, I'm, I'm for it. How about I'm you sure shoot shoot a pumpkin up with it when it explodes? It just rains guts. <laughs> oh, that would, yes, that's exciting. Yes. <laughs> so um, sorry, I'm sorry. sure that hasn't been done before. Mentioned this in the pre-show, I think it was, when we were talking about Perry Mo- Paper Mario, because uh, Jason brought it up. <laughs> Jason Masson. Jason Masson. Uh, I got as far as the Red Streamer so far. Uh, that's where I got, because I had to stop so I could focus on one game I've been playing for a while, since March. 
since it released, and that was Shinsekai Into the Depths. <laughs> okay. I finally beat the game, and I beat it twice, just because you can save that, you know, save before you go to play the final boss. And I was able to, you know, do two different endings. So I'm not going to spoil anything, but I will say there are two different endings, depending on whether you beat the boss or you don't beat the boss. And whether or not either is good or bad is up to you as the player, whether or not that is a, you know, however you want to interpret that. I don't like that. I don't, I, mm. <laughs> give me the good ending or give me death. Uh, I mean, it depends on you. I mean, it's it could be death, but it, it depends on what you think of that death. So, or it could be good if you stay alive. It just depends on how you interpret it. Either way, I thought both endings could were good, so... Uh, and I really like the credit rolls because they, of course, during their credit rolls, like some I've seen some others do, is they show on the scrolling on the left side of the screen uh, a lot of the artwork um, that was gone that had gone into it. Again, this game is really a beautiful game, especially being underwater, uh, like a post-apocalyptic, apocalyptic type thing. Uh, and there's there's a lot of story behind there, a lot of meaning that you can get into again as a player. I played it where it had a good balance between well, maybe not a good balance. It was for me, it was more of exploration with the occasional action um, that would throw, you know, it's like you're exploring, you're exploring. And, oh, crap, there's something trying to attack me, you know, so <laughs> it's like those type of things. And what's interesting, too, is I found out was when I I didn't know I was this close to the end because there was still two other major large and uh, um, stage bosses or whatever you want to call it in this game. Um, big fish that I didn't beat or find. And I got to the end of the game. So and there's still and it also has an achievement system built into it, too. So there's still a lot of achievements you can find and do in there so there's still a lot of game left that i could have done i suppose and i think i can even go back to that the last save point i have and still instead of going to the boss uh leave leave and go back to finding other things i think but anyways um it's it's going to be in my my list of game of the year games like jesse was saying he's got a small list this is going to be part of my list would you, would you recommend this to metroid fans Yes, this is definitely a Metroid type game because of the think of the I'll go with the prime side of things because prime Metroid prime had a lot of exploration and uh, a lot of that uh, scanning into your logbooks type of feature in prime. There is that feature in it to where you don't necessarily have to scan everything. If you encounter it, it's added to your logbook, so you don't have to. You know, when you encounter it, it's added to your logbooks. But there is that portion there. So it's another part of your, say, achievement system is to find all the things that you need to throughout the water. So in the, in the exploration. Uh, like I said, that's a bigger part of it is exploring, discovering what it is about this world that you're in, why it is in the state that it is, oh. what you're learning about your own uh, civilization underwater. There's a lot going on there, uh, almost like reading a book. And I, w I would probably read this book or a graphic novel about this story if there was one. So because it seems like there's I've, a lot more to it. I've downloaded this too, and I'm going to echo what Tim's saying here. It it really is a beautiful game. Uh, I bought it when it came out at his recommendation, and I just 
<laughs> it's one of those games that I got pushed to the side because of yeah. Animal Crossing. Yes. Uh, and so uh, now that I'm not playing Paper Mario and other games, I may, and nothing's coming out for me, I may have time. And I would like to hear your perspective on it too when you start getting into it. So, I mean, I, I've got about two and a half, three hours into it, and I liked what I played. Yeah. Very much. And for you, for you, the way you play games, you'll, you could probably get through this in a weekend because it only took me, it took, I know over the span from March to now, it took me a long time. But when I look at the how many hours it was, it says oh, just over 20 hours that I actually spent in the game to beat it. So. Okay. I think you could probably beat it in a weekend, I'm I'm guessing. Or maybe two. You know, depending if you spread it out or whatever. So again, it's it's in my it's gonna be on my list. So Awesome. Um then the last game I have is something I can't give my opinion on right now because of embargo, but I can say that I'm playing it to then give you guys our a review when the game launches. Uh it's uh Faria, if I'm pronouncing that right, F-A-E-R-I-A, Faria. That's how I would pronounce it. It is a um, card uh, battle game or, you know, kind of like your uh, Hearthstone. Like Hearthstone. Yeah, Hearthstone. Yeah, Justin um, offered me the game first and I'm like, I'll not, yes. a, not a fan of Hearthstone and games like that, so I'll pass. <laughs> I immediately messaged him. I was like, this was on my list of games looking forward to. And I was like, can I have it? <laughs> so he gave it to me, definitely. And Because I, I was already reading the information about it. As soon as he posted it out, I was already reading on it and stuff. So, but, uh, so I was, ex- again, I can't give what any review on it right now. All I could say is, yes, I was excited from the trailer when we saw it. I think it was back in March or something like that. Um, I can't remember the exact time, but it was definitely one that we saw before in a trailer during one of Nintendo's mini directs. Uh, it's a card strategy game. It's E for everyone game. It has players one to two online, it, it, one player, you know, yourself, and then you can play against somebody online. It says SRP is 1999. Um, the release date is August 13th and the video that I do can come out on the 12th. So the day before that, and it's coming out on Xbox One and the Nintendo Switch. So if you're thinking Xbox One, for those who have Game Pass, possibly it could be there. I can't say if it is coming via Game Pass or not. Uh, but one of the things they did say for the Nintendo Switch, it has they exclusively are offering for Nintendo Switch owners. Uh, if you get the premium edition DLC or sorry, you get the premium edition DLC, all orbs DLC, all whales DLC, all avatars DLC, all cardbacks DLC, which is a $47 value with purchase of the main game in the first 30 days of launch. So if you're into card strategy games and you've been watching this one, um, hopefully the video I come out with will help you make your decision as well, or anybody else's for that matter. Um, to take a look at this and make a decision before that 30 days so you can get all those things. Apparently the game has been out on other systems already and it is available in Xbox Game Pass for PC. Okay. Oh, for PC, I don't know about Xbox One. Okay, good. I did not know that. So, but and there will be cross-play. So that's another cool thing. The PC players and console players will be able to play with each other seamlessly, it says, uh, no matter the platform. So, um, and then just... There's some I'm look I'm looking forward to being able to talk about this more with you guys in the video. So cool. That sounds awesome. 
Um, so I've been playing a little Animal Crossing as well. Uh, the fireworks drew me back in over the weekend, and I've been popping in there. Um, other than that, uh, not doing too much on it. I've also been playing uh, through Donkey Kong Country uh, on the uh, Nintendo Switch Online, the SNES app. Are you going to uh, submit your score to the uh, Monthly Mayhem? Uh, no, probably. Well, I mean, yeah, I probably will. I mean, I'm not doing it because <laughs> of that. I'm just doing it because I, when it popped up, I was like, I haven't played through that game in a long time. Uh, and, I, and so I thought I would. So I'm on like the next to last world. That's uh, right. Like the last, last, uh, the last official world, the, the Crim Croc Industries part. Um, and you know, there's some things about this game now that bother me that didn't when I was, uh, a kid. Uh, or teenager playing this game. Like I didn't mind that like the camera didn't scroll down when it needed to and different things like that to like let you see thing important things like yeah. what you were landing on and enemies or, and or that spinning barrel that let you where you need to shoot go down to uh yeah. get, the, bo- get yeah. the bonus or there's no indication that that's a safe thing to do. Uh you're right. <laughs> yeah. So uh but other than that, I mean, like, I like the rewind feature is helping me make my way through it. Uh, yeah, I do that. I, I like, you know, I don't, I don't care if you judge me on that. I don't have much time to play games. I don't so blame you. I'm going to rewind. And which is, that's that. Um, which but, is why uh, it didn't, didn't bother you 20 years ago. It's because right? you were either had more patience and or didn't know any better. <laughs> That's true. I, I mean, I had a lot more patience when I was 13 or 14 when this came out. Uh, I've also uh, been playing or will be playing, and this is Nintendo, but I don't care because I'm super excited about it. I'm downloading That's it fair. right now. Right over We there talked about Amico for 15 minutes. We can talk well, that, about PS4 There you go. Uh, I am in the beta for Marvel's Avengers on PS4 uh, because I've pre-ordered it, and that beta opens up only to PS4 players this weekend. Uh, so tomorrow, beginning at 9 a.m. Pacific through Sunday at 9 p.m. Pacific, I can play Avengers as much as I want during that time. And you actually can complete challenges during that time where it will carry over to the main game. So uh, you'll like your level and everything. And it's they said you're going to be able to play as Hulk, Thor, Black Widow, and Miss Marvel. So you're actually going to get a pretty good variety of play styles. Uh, one week after that, will uh, it will open up for um, for other people, and I'm, maybe it's just PS4 only that weekend. Uh, but it it will be anybody, not just people who pre-ordered it, can can play it. And then the last weekend, there's going to be three total weekends. And the last weekend, every system everybody gets access to it and can do a three-day beta as well. So, and like they actually said that during that time, you can, um, you can like find yourself playing with developers and other things and like helping, they'll help you complete challenges. So I'm super hyped about this game, Uh, even more hyped. And I know people, some people are really ticked off about this, about Spider-Man being in the game, but only being on PS4. I don't care because I'm playing it on PS4. I am just super stoked that Spider-Man is going to be in it. Uh, that's really cool. Uh, and on a non-video game at all note, but something I've been playing with, 
Uh, we received our Lego Super Mario Adventures with Mario kit this week. Uh, and if you can check out my personal uh, Instagram and Twitter, it's at Marty Estes. Uh, you can see me and my kids building some Mario Legos. We had a really good time with it. Uh, I think it's a neat little piece of toy and tech combined. Um, and I wasn't planning on getting any of the other sets. And then I got this one and I was like, yeah, I got it. Yeah. I got to get a few <laughs> other sets. Um, and so my son and daughter like it so much that they said that they want to get the Bowser's Castle set, which is $100. And they have both already agreed to take half of the money that my parents give them each and put it together to buy them a, a Bowser's Castle set at Christmas, which I thought was pretty cool. So, now, um, do they play well together or is that going to cause problems? On this, they did. Uh, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> um, the only, the only thing about it that I think are two big drawbacks to it is, uh, number one, uh, Lego, all, all of Lego's other sets and like series you can use and play with if you don't like, you can buy any set and just get right into it. Uh, with this, you have to have the Lego Mario Adventure starter set to be able right. to buy any of the others. Because if not, there's no, there's no like, there's nothing to play with. You get villains and that's it. Um, and there's not much point to it. The other drawback that I found to it is that, and I don't know if this is a foreshadow of what Lego is going to do in the future or not, but the instruction book is all digital so the book that you normally get in the lego set box is basically just a guide on how to put together lego mario mm -hmm. and turn him on and then how to download the app that he connects to on your ipad uh or tablet this is like similar to like labo using the switch to yeah walk through yeah and i mean it's it's okay like the 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 app itself has some connectivity issues like it keeps dropping or freezing and maybe that's an update that they need to you know a lot check update or something they need to so upload. is it basically just a glorified browser going to a hidden website or uh, no it, no it's, it's a full app okay. um because it once once mario connects to it 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 does a couple of things which i do like the app oh I it's connecting it's, to mario I was yeah that. it connects to mario via bluetooth and uh it does a couple of things number one when you build your level out of the adventure set uh, Mario communicates with the iPad while you're playing your level. So it like keeps track of your coins and it makes little sound effects and does, you know, the background changes. Well, that's it does all cool. kinds of stuff. Yeah. And it keeps up with your coins. So the more you play, the more coins you get. And we, we, they haven't used it much. So I haven't really got into that. The other thing that is cool about the app is your kids can upload their creations. And other people can see them. Now they don't take pictures of the like like your actual kids or the actual set. They just upload, you know, what you've done, and you can actually like get those, and you can make right. your set. Your, so it kind of takes based like, off other. Does it like take take the gameplay and turn it into a composite image that can be shared? I think so. And then yeah, they and then they someone can just. Like make, I said, copy the build. This, this came out on, on Tuesday. We got it on, it came out on Saturday. We didn't get ours till Tuesday and they played with it for a couple hours. And then we have been really busy the rest of the week and just have not got to dig back into it. 
Uh, but I just, I thought that like, what about kids who buy this and they don't have a tablet? You know, and you've spent 60 bucks on Lego Mario and all of a sudden now you, you have to have an app. It has to, to be a it. tablet or can it be on your phone? Uh, Probably can be on the phone, but this tablet's more convenient. <laughs> yeah, I, maybe they're thinking that more kids have tablet. I don't know. It, it. I haven't checked to see if it's on the phone. Uh, I'm doing that right now. And also, is is Mario? Reason? Yeah, Lego Super Mario. Okay, it's right there. Is so you the, can download it. Is Mario reading uh, NFC chips, or is it reading a tag like like I have this? It's a, yes. it reading that. Yes, yeah, reading that, that tag. Okay, it's, it's gotcha. scanning that tag, and those are pre-applied. Okay. So this app says this: uh, build your sets, easily add them to your digital collection, expand your personalized Lego Super Mario World. Easy to use 3D building instructions. Uh, they live in the app, so trees don't get hurt. Tutorial videos packed with tips and tricks. Keep track of your coins after completing a level. Uh, in real life, with at a glance results of collected coins, put your skills to the test with collection with challenges, uh, and then save and remember Mario moments by saving them to your gallery and sharing your creations in a safe Lego ecosystem. Uh, so one of the cool things about this is that's the third part of the app is instructions, sharing, and challenges. And then the challenge is it's like build a, like it'll be like build a water, le a, a level that only uses water tiles and complete it in this amount of time. Okay. Or get this stomp on the Goomba 10 times, you know, or, or something like that. So, and those change, I think. So there's, it's something to keep them engaged other than just like, Hey, you built it. Great. You know? Um, so. You know, initially my impression was we weren't going to get this, uh, and then I had the chance to pre-order it, and I'm glad we did because it, it is a it is really neat. Uh, I don't think there's much there for adults at all, unless you just want the the novelty of having the Lego Mario. Um, so that sets it apart from Lego sets to me, uh, in that like I have some Lego sets here in my office that I love to display because they're, you know, they're models of things, right? It's not just it's not just for play. Right. These are more specifically just for play than, but I will, I do have to admit the Bowser's castle and the fortress one, like the midpoint fortress or whatever, um, look really cool. Yeah. <laughs> when they're set up. Yeah, uh, and I'm probably going to get all of those blind bags, but. Right. Got to find them. I want the enemies. Like I, I like the character part of it. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, what's, what's really cool. And again, I, I keep talking about the tech part of this. Mario recognizes colors. So it's not just reading the tags like you asked for uh, about earlier, Tim. If you take right. Mario and he's on and you move him over, uh, grass, the little window in his chest changes and it shows grass and you can like make him walk and he'll pick up coins. Nice. And that's just by showing him a green block. Any green block, okay. uh, blue, blue changes the window to water. And like when you move him, he makes swimming sounds. Uh, <laughs> and then red sets him on fire. And when you first put him over it, it makes like a scorching sound, like, you know, but if you leave him over it, the fire grows on the screen on his chest. And then he <laughs> makes the, he makes the Mario, wah, 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 
you know, uh, if you knock him over, he goes, oh, you know, like he's hit a wall. And if you leave him laying there, he'll go to sleep. And he'll be like, I'm <laughs> tired, you know. And so it does have some really cute little interactions. Uh, when you turn him on, his eyes slowly open and he grins and he says, it's Lego Mario time, you know, and it's just nice. neat. And like different pieces after that make, uh, they'll like trigger music or they'll trigger different things. So it's not just the, like the little barcode tags. He interacts with, with other stuff too. So I, I thought that That's was, cool. I thought that was a, a pretty neat little piece of tech. Um, yeah. It, in the long run, in the long run, is it worth 60 bucks? I don't know. We'll see. We'll Find see how out. much my kids play with it because I, I enjoyed like watching them put it together and ha- and like hanging out with them while they were playing with it and right. putting it together. But like, I didn't like go, oh man, I want one of those. I'm going to go over to Walmart and buy me one for yeah. my office. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Well, guys, let's uh, turn on the community spotlight as we round out this show. We've got a a couple of questions and two voicemails this week. So let's hit these questions up uh, very quickly. Uh, Christopher Logel says, I'd love to hear you talk about Retro Rewind Donkey Kong. Uh, And that's going to happen on the dinner table later on this month as part of uh, its offering there. But he said, I'd just like to keep the conversation going, maybe get some game tips. Uh, Tim, what, this would be a great time for you to plug the dinner table and talk about what that is for maybe people who don't know uh, and talk about Retro Rewind there. Sure. So Retro Rewind, if everybody, anybody who's been following the show or maybe not, uh, used to be something you guys did a lot a uh, while ago where you did um, a game essentially and came back and talked about it. Um, especially games that were retro. Um, Donkey Kong Country was on the list, actually, of a game you guys did before. Um, but we're doing it again since they re-released it on the Nintendo Switch Online app with under the SNES. Um, so in the dinner table show, which we do once a month, for dessert, we talk about what game we're going to play for the next month uh, under Retro Rewind. And this month, it's Donkey Kong Country. Uh, and we, we get together, the community gets together to basically do kind of like what we did before, which was used to be the Google Meet or the Google Hangouts where the uh, uh, Patreon members can get together and just chit chat. Uh, this is kind of like an upgrade, I guess, if you wanted to call it that, where we all get together and talk about specific topics to keep things going, keep, keep things going. Um, and then sometimes we get off topic and keep chatting, but, and then also too, when the recording stops, cause you, we do record it so that others who couldn't attend can listen. Um, we still keep talking, especially these last couple times, there's been, uh, uh, someone called it the cocktail hour. Um, where we, after we stopped the recording, we're, we're still around talking and chit chatting with, and off topic you know there's really nothing it may still be continuing a conversation we had during the recorded portion or maybe not uh but getting back to retro rewind we do keep tabs on what game we're talking about which is in this case donkey Kong country which is also the monthly mayhem game uh because you have two choices between donkey Kong country submitting your completion for that uh or 
uh, Paper Mario and getting your 100% toads for that one. So, and then your points for that gets you in the pool to be able to get a monthly prize as well for that, for the monthly mayhem. Uh, or you just go in and have fun with it, like you were, Marty, with the Donkey Kong Country. Obviously, with being Nintendo dads, we don't get a gift card out of it, but we still, you know, if we like the game, we play in the Retro Rewind because it was one of those games we liked. Right. Uh, and so how do people register for the dinner table? How do they get a reservation? So, like, it's the reservations go out... Um, well, we have the show. It's now every third Thursday, excuse me, third Friday of every month. So usually people just hit me up. They know as they're starting to get used to it. It's happening once a month. They'll just say, "Hey, I want to be on the next show," and then I add them to the to the RS, the RSVP list. Uh, and then usually when we get closer to the next show, like a week before, I'll put out a uh, a post on Patreon or in our Discord saying, "Hey, I'm ready to take reservations for the dinner table." So. Um, and this month coming up will be, again, it'll be the third Thursday, um, of the month. One of the topics I believe that we're talking about was one that was actually brought up by, uh, one of our Patreons, Super Vince, Vintendo, um, about, uh, we'll be discussing about, um, um, I'm sure somebody on the chat will remind me. I'm drawing a blank at the moment. Illegally downloaded games. I forget the term for it. So. Piracy? <laughs> Not piracy, but uh, not necessarily illegal either, but ROMs, using ROMs and stuff. So Emulation? Emulation, thank you. I was trying to think of the word and it's drawing a blank there. So we'll be talking about emulation, whether it's good or bad, uh, and things of that nature. We'll be talking about that. So, But those that's not the only, that's just like the main dish that we talk about. And yes, there is a dinner table theme behind what we talk about, but that is the main dish. Other people bring some topics. Um, this time around too, I want to have just the main dish as the main course, kind of like if you were to go to a buffet and you got that main meat that you can go get, you know, walk up to the chef and get a slice of or whatever. In this case, it's going to be that topic, but the buffet is going to be anything. It's going to be, we're just going to go in and chit chat and be comfortable and have some fun. So it's not going to be as, uh, I guess if you want to call it strict as before, but just kind of hang out. You go get what you want. We all just chit chat and then, but we'll make sure we touch on the topic, topic of emulation. So, but again, you can join in if you're a Patreon dollar or more a month or even a Twitch subscriber. You can also, if you, you see the uh, RSVP go out in the discord, you'll see it there. Um, and you're welcome to come join us. And I still haven't reached a max yet, meaning I haven't, I'm still experimenting. We've only done this 10 times. So I think the most we've had at one time is eight. And yes, it becomes a longer show, if you want to call it that, uh, uh, recording. But if I start doing it where it's like this, where I might just pluck out the uh, main topic one and post that, but the regular chit chat I won't do, it can be as long as where or however we want to hang out for, you know, so... And it can be as many people as we want. It could be 16 or however many I'm allowed to fit in Zoom. So, <laughs> you know, I haven't broke it yet. So let's, uh, let's have some fun with it. And if you want to join, just, uh, send me a DM in Discord. That's where I usually track it. The best is in Discord to let me know you want to join the next dinner table and I'll add you to the list. Awesome. 
thank you for that info. And definitely, if you want to be a part of the dinner table, get your reservation to Tim ASAP. It increases your chance of not being cut off if he ever has to do that. Uh, doesn't sound like he wants to, but he may have to. Uh, Jason asked us, I want to hear why Marty loves the dentist so much. Um, <laughs> and earlier on, uh, if you were following along on Discord, I talked about Justin uh, being on tonight to possibly uh, talk about business numbers. And I said, I, I can't wait. I'll enjoy that about as much as a trip to the dentist, uh, which means I don't. But then Justin abandoned us for a second week in a row uh, for pie. And so, yeah. But he still came on beforehand, like Michael Scott checking on the office at Dunder Mifflin to be sure we were still working. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Right. So it's like we're kids, guys. He has to come in and check on us. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but anyway, we love Justin. I don't like the dentist. Case closed. Uh, Mitchell Thomas says, do you think Bethesda will surprise Nintendo fans during QuakeCon this weekend? I still have hopes for Fallout 3, Fallout 4, or New Vegas port. What do you think, Tim? Nope. Huh. What do you think, Jesse? Don't you all have phones? Yep. <laughs> That's exactly what I've expected. You guys all have phones, don't you? Uh, you know, there was rumblings going around for a while, Mitchell, about Fallout 3 uh, Game of the Year edition coming out on Switch. I feel like if that was going to happen, we would have seen that materialize by now. Because uh, those rumors were going around about the same time the rumors started about Borderlands and Bioshock. Yes. And I so, be happy to be wrong if that becomes true. I yeah, would, I, I would yeah. like to play Fallout. I would love it. Because, yeah. Just as long as it's not Fallout 76. So, there you go. Um, no questions on Twitter this week. Uh, let's throw it over to our first voicemail. Uh, Jesse, I think you've got that queued up, right? Yep. Alrighty. Well met, Nintendo Dad. This is Dave Ernstberger, uh, longtime Patreon supporter of occasional guest and, uh, infrequent leaver of voicemails. I just wanted to leave you all a, a kind of a, a comment on episode 290, which I really enjoyed, uh, where you were talking about achievements and trophies in Nintendo games. Uh, you know, a topic I've long wondered about and I was pleased to hear you guys talk about. I just want to add my kind of two cents here. Uh, you know, I, I think it's a shame that Nintendo hasn't uh, put itself out there and added trophies and achievements. Uh, you know, they are, for me, the original, the OG of achievements and trophies, actually. So this idea that they don't want to be seen to be following Xbox uh, and PlayStation is, is a real travesty, since I think, actually, Microsoft and Sony were following them. But, but why have them? Uh, that's really what I wanted to weigh in on. I mean, for me, I literally just finished up um, all 93 achievements on Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Uh, and it prompted me to just leave you a quick message. I mean, I think I take all your points as to why uh, trophies and achievements are not for everybody. And, and like we often say on Nintendo, that not everything is for everybody. But why deny them for people who enjoy them? For me, when I decide to commit to a game like that, I've got about seven or eight platinums now or full achievements. Um, when you make that choice, you're you're saying, I think that you respect the developer and you appreciate what they've done and you want to see everything that they think that you should see. That's part of what I think achievements do. There's lots of experiences that I've had that I wouldn't have had if I hadn't, if I hadn't been chasing trophies or achievements. Um, also, here's an important point before I wrap it up. Something to look back on. 
uh, all the hours we put into these games, 60, 70, 30, 100, whatever it ends up being, you can't put that back on like a, like a, a favorite album on a streaming service, uh, or a CD if you're me, uh, or, uh, uh, a favorite book or, 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 or a TV thing. You can just binge watch again, you know, 45 minutes at a time or so. And you can't just pop back into a game again. So it's something to look back on. Uh, and I think as well, Trophies and Achievements can really support third parties on Switch. Now, when I joined you guys earlier this year, I was talking about how much I was enjoying The Witcher 3. I loved it on the Switch. You know what? I, I drifted away because everything I did, I was one step, uh, further down the road of realizing I wasn't really going to have anything to look back on. So there you have it. Those are my thoughts on it. Um, it's not for everybody. I, I think it's that Gary and, and Jesse and others may not be fans, but hey, we should really encourage Nintendo to do it as the OGs of achievements and trophies. Thank you. Keep up the good work. I've really enjoyed all the additions this year. Well done, Dad Crossing, Dad's After Dark, Dinner Table, uh, new logo, onwards and upwards. Thanks, y'all. Awesome. It's awesome. Dave, uh, and I have to say that Dave, I that's I would agree with him about the history part. And that was what I was mentioning about it is I use it to track history and be able to look back on the games that I played and dived into. Yeah. Uh, and he raised some great points about uh, that um, being uh, a respect for the devs and like showing your appreciation of what they've created for you to enjoy. Uh, I never actually have thought of it that way. Um, I don't guess. And so that, that definitely a different way of looking at it. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, uh, that's, it's such a, at this point, uh, I think the other important point that he makes there is that at this point, if Nintendo does it, it looks like they're chasing somebody. Right. Uh, right. and so uh, it's kind of a danged if you do danged if you don't, but, uh, I think that they do embrace uh, their own kind of trophy system, like we've seen with Paper Mario, right? Uh, which some of those trophies are ridiculous, uh, but uh, they they definitely do it from time to time. The stamp system in Super Mario 3D World comes to mind. You know, you do certain things, you get the, you got the stamps yeah. uh, or different things, and so I maybe it's something for them to explore on the next system. Uh, but then if they do that, you know, people are just going to be like, oh, they're just catching up. They're just catching up. So, it, again, rocking a hard place. But, man, great thoughts from Dave. Uh, and, Dave, will be uh, thanks for the kind words, too, about the show. Uh, and, uh, you know, what's funny, just a little aside here, uh, I was um, I was in my uh, uh, one of my coworkers' offices the other day, and he watches um, like MSNBC stocks and stuff like that. This was about three weeks ago. It was before I got coronavirus. So it was yeah, about three or four weeks ago. And I heard somebody, I heard something that piqued my interest because he keeps this on there, you know, like watching his stocks all day long and they interview people and everything. And I turn around and you know who's on the TV? Dave Ernsberger. <laughs> wow. For real. For real. Yeah. Dave Ernsberger on the TV. It nice. was crazy. I was like, and, 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 you know, I look at, I look at the guy I work with. I'm like, I know that guy. And he's like, what? I was, and so then I had to go into this big explanation about, yeah, you know, he's, he's one of them. He, and he's an older guy. He's an older gentleman that works with us. And he's just sitting there listening to me talk about podcasting and all this stuff. And he's going, uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I get to the end of it and he's like, okay. <laughs> That's funny. What can you do? Saw Dave Burnsberger on TV. 
He's famous. <laughs> uh, we have one more voicemail from Mecha Dragon 101. Let's uh, let her rip tater chip. Hey, Nintendo Dads. It's me, uh, Mecha Dragon 101. I decided to maybe send a voice message. My question is kind of simple. Hope you guys are doing good so far and surviving the pandemic and whatnot. So my question for you this week is um, kind of a quick one. I'm just kind of curious. Um, if you guys were gaming at all during the 16-bit hour, like during the Super Nintendo or the Genesis time, uh, let me know if you, if you remember any memories of that time. How was it like gaming during the 16-bit era, especially if you had a Super Nintendo? And hopefully that makes some sense. I'm looking forward to the podcast soon. I'll see you guys later. Thank you. Oh, dude, uh, this could be a whole nother show. Uh, <laughs> oh, my gosh. I know Jesse was. Uh, Memory dads. Uh, I know I was. Uh, I I remember being in um, being in ninth grade when Mortal Kombat 2 came out on the Super Nintendo. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. Tim, did you did you 16 bit? Were you the 16 bit era? Dude, I'm 45. Come on, man. Okay, well, <laughs> I was, dude, listen. Honestly, I was giving you the benefit of the doubt. Okay, like seriously. I know. Uh, no, yes, of course. I had to buy. That was my favorite because of I bought it myself. I didn't have a Nintendo. I only dabbled in it because my friends had it. I had the 5200. And my parents were like, "You can't have a Nintendo because you got the Atari 5200. You can, you know, play all the games there." But when I wanted a new system, I knew the Super Nintendo was coming out. They were talking about a Nintendo Power and all the other magazines. And I was like, I'm going to save it when that comes out. And that's what I did. Got a job, saved money. When it came out, I got that. Dude. So that system was my system because I bought it. And when I bought games for it, it was because I bought them with my money. Again, my grandparents weren't into games other than that they had the 5200. But they were like, we're not buying games because they thought they were affected by the crash. Uh, the gaming crash. So my parents, my grandparents were all like, we're not investing in anything else because it's just going to crash again or something's going to happen. <laughs> they're going they by were, 10 year, 10 year old late news. So no, I'm it's, I mean, there was still the crash. Cause I mean, we, we were, my parents were buying up people's 5200s because the, and their game sets because at the garage sales, because people were selling them off. Well, right, but using... by the time the Super Nintendo came out, you know, the crash was seven years ago. Oh, no, Super Nintendo, yes, but they didn't buy the Nintendo because of that. For oh, me, okay. They had the 5200. And there's this picture that's floating around on the on the internet somewhere of Tim yes. sitting on a stool playing the 5200 in his yep. grandparents' house. And everything, it looks like the 80s exploded in this, in this house. <laughs> it is so cool. It's so cool. Yes. I love it. I so it. yeah, it's, it's the that's why the Super Nintendo is one is I'm most nostalgic for yeah one and then because those games I did play, you hear the stories about this like we didn't have this in we we had games but you had to pick and choose because you were either buying themselves or you couldn't afford buying all the games you had to pick and choose which games you were going to play and then you played those games to death whether they were good or not. <laughs> So, and, and one of the games that sticks out to me was SimCity. I really liked that game. That's one of my all-time favorite games. I spent hours in that game, kind of like the Animal Crossing, you know, where I've got like 300-something hours there. I probably had probably close to 500 hours or more in SimCity for the Super Nintendo. Dude, I, listen, that SimCity for Super Nintendo, oh my gosh, so yeah. many good memories of that game. Uh 
I had in Mecha Dragon, you asked if I was a 16-bit kid. Uh, I had a Genesis, a Super Nintendo, and a TurboGrafx-16. Yeah. So I could play pretty much any game that I wanted. And, and yes, I was an only child. So, uh, <laughs> and I, the only thing I liked was video games. I didn't do any sports, um, you know, anything like that. So, uh, for me, um, like the, the whole, uh, like I, I had the Super Nintendo first. Uh, I talked to my parents into buying me a Genesis. Uh, and then the TurboGrafx-16 came after that. Um, so, I mean, I I had literally the best of both worlds. I had friends who were playing Super Nintendo. So, like, that's literally all we did was go to each other's houses. And they would have the games I didn't have. So, like, I would go over to my friend Trey's house, and he had Bomberman, and he had, the, like, the multi-tap to play it. And we would play Mortal Kombat. And I remember doing this trick where, like, I, mom, I would come home from school, and I was like, I'm going to Trey's. And my mom was like, well, you got to be home at 530 for dinner. And I would take my watch at, at five and I would roll it back to 430. <laughs> like I was going to fool her. I was like, oh, no, what happened? My watch just it was off. I'm sorry. So just so we got 30 more minutes uh, to yeah. play. But uh, Trey introduced me to Final Fantasy. Um, and like that was like Final Fantasy 2 was my gateway into RPGs. Um uh, Played Sonic the Hedgehog, like, you know, on the original three button uh, Sega Genesis controller, you know, went through the whole Sega era, had to decide, you know, am I going to get the Sega Genesis version or am I going to get the Nintendo version? Uh, very few times did the Sega Genesis version wear out, uh, went out, except for Mortal Kombat and Earthworm Jim, because uh, the Earthworm Jim soundtrack on Sega is better. And, oh no, no! There's another one. Disney's Aladdin, one out. Sound Sega chip, Genesis right? too. They had a sound oh, chip. Oh, so good. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, playing Bonk's Adventure and all that. <laughs> just really, I could. Like I said, we could do a whole podcast on this. Uh, Jesse, uh, I know you were because you've talked about it before. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I might have. Like uh, growing up, uh, I started it with an Intellivision. We also had an Atari. So and. I got, we got an NES when I was in middle school. And then, so I don't, I don't remember. I didn't even know that there was a thing of pre-ordering game systems at this time. That was over at my friend's house, uh, uh, during, over a, uh, the, the weekend in the summer. I think it was, might have been August of 90. Um, and his mom goes, Hey, uh, you gotta go. You gotta pick up your, your new system. Um, and, we're like what? And he knew what was going on. I didn't have any idea. So, so I I bugged out and went back the next weekend, and he he showed me what he got and he got he pre-ordered a Super Nintendo and got it on launch day, and I'm like I I I don't know remember if I knew it was coming from or not. I presume I did because I watched I I read Nintendo Power back then, but I. I had one like within a month, I'm sure, because, you know, at that time I had a job, so I had money to burn. So I was able to, I was, that was like my junior year of high school, I think, or just starting. So then I, 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 again, I played all the big, the, the big games. I think I still call Final Fantasy six, which was, they called it three in North America, but I don't, I don't admit that. <laughs> that's like, like I said, that's my favorite game of all time. With 
with uh, the opera house scene, and you know, we, we did a retro yes. line, and I we went in details about that there. So if you want to, there there's so so many of my teenage memories are tied to the Super Nintendo. Yeah, this would be uh, like my my late high school, early college years. Yeah, it'll it'll always hold a special place in my heart as like my favorite Nintendo system because of that. Because of it came out when I was twelve. And by the time I was a senior in high school, the Nintendo 64 had come out. And so, you know, it had pretty much seen me through those, those formative years. Uh, and I mean, I got a Nintendo when I was eight, uh, the, the NES and, uh, you know, it, it did well for, for those four or five years until the Super Nintendo came out. But it's Super Nintendo games always going to be first in my heart, uh, for in a lot of reasons for mm-hmm. that. Great question. Great question. And we could, like I said, then maybe we will sometime. Maybe we'll just sit down. Michael Dragon says we're all old. (laughs) Yeah, we are. Some of us are older Uh, than others. Speaking of, I learned something interesting about him this week, and that is he lives in New York uh, or around and uh, has been to the New York store before, which is super jealous. Yep. Super jelly. Uh, And hey. He's going to be our Nintendo New York correspondent now. Yeah, if uh, I was going to say, if he's ever, uh, Mecca, if you're ever heading over that way and going to the store, um, I might need to place an order. Apparently, they're they're reopening, but you have to have reservations. So they're reopening on, they're reopening Saturday, or no, tomorrow, today. But you you have to have a reservation ahead of time. They only let certain people in the store. You have to follow social distancing. You must wear a mask. So, uh, cool. Yep. Yep. And you're not the only one who's going to want an order, too. So, he's going to have to, you know, <laughs> going to have to get a shopping list for, for us. <laughs> okay. He said, so I kind of don't want to deal with all that. <laughs> so, well, you know, buy your uh, Nintendo Dad's mask and you're set. That's yes. right. That's right. Yeah. You can get your Nintendo dad's mask with 10, count them, 10 layers of protection. Uh, yeah. Again, I, you can't breathe, but you'll I look good. Don't know if it actually has 10 layers, but. <laughs> Jesse. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't go off on that. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Don't do We that. do not give well, medical advice. If no, we questions. don't. We don't. Seek a trained professional. Yeah. Go seek a trained <laughs> professional. Speaking of trained professionals, guys, that's episode 291 of the Nintendo Dads podcast. We want to thank you for hanging out with us uh, on what is uh, kind of a slow news week. Tim's, Tim's Nine more up. to go. Nine more, Nine to, more go. to go to the big 300. Uh, and so we, as we close out today, we want to say a uh, huge thanks to our Patreon producers, Chris Mears, Dave Ernsberger, Sean Abbott, Antonio Contronio, and everybody over at patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads, where you can join up on our community. Uh, and we would love to have you if you haven't already joined up. Uh, NintendoDads.org is where you can go to get all of our YouTube videos, tweets, podcast episodes, uh, our Patreon page link, and the Nintendo Dads shop where you two can have a new, brand new Nintendo Dads logo t-shirt, a Super Smash Dads t-shirt, stickers, a mask, all kinds of stuff. It's all over there. Go uh, support us on our shop. Whoa. Oh, wait a minute. Sorry, I got to stop the end. I got to stop it. We that. Now that you've just mentioned the contest, we skipped the whole contest oh, section. Oh, no. Okay, hold on. Uh, <laughs> okay, so um, we got we got to stop this. We got we got to uh, just erase back like, it up. this whole uh, back it up, back it up. Rewind. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, we're, 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 
Uh, so here's the deal. Here's the deal. We love our fans. And we love you so much that we have done something a little bit scandalous. It's a little bit crazy. We may have been able, and by may, I mean we did. Uh, we are, we were able to get a hold of an extra Lego Nintendo Entertainment System kit. And we I'll don't have it. anything. We don't have, I'll well, Tim, I, I, I know oh. you'd like to. <laughs> okay, no. But we All love right. our fans. And so we are going to give away a sealed inbox, brand new, not put together Lego Nintendo Entertainment System to one lucky fan of the show in two weeks. How do you enter this contest, you ask? Well, Jesse is dropping a link into the chat right now. Uh, and he's going to put it on our Twitter feed as well. Uh, but I'm going to say it right here for you, those of you who are listening. It's tinyurl.com backslash. I'll do the chat, Jesse. Backslash ND dash NES dash Lego. Let me say that again. Tinyurl.com backslash. Okay, fine. ND. <laughs> ND-NES-LEGO. And it's going to be on our social media. Uh, you go over there and you enter for chances to be drawn for this NES LEGO kit. We are going to announce the winner of this set on episode 293 at the very end of the show. All right? At the very end of the show. The winner will also receive uh, email or message confirmation from us. Uh, and so, yeah, we're giving away a Lego Nintendo. It's awesome. You're going to love it. Uh, and so episode 293, we're giving away a Lego Nintendo. You have two weeks to enter. Uh, and, uh, you can, there's several chances to win on there on the contest. Just click the link or go to tinyurl.com backslash ND dash NES dash Lego for the contest. Also, we want to say a huge thanks. And congratulations to patron of the show, Michael Mancher. You just won a $25 eShop card uh, because you're awesome in our in our July drawing. Uh, and so you need to reach out to Justin Masson for your prize. Uh, go talk to him because uh, of the Canadian eShop <laughs> restrictions, and he will get the card to you. He'll get the code to you. Now... That's episode 291. Thanks yes. for hanging out with us. You can find us over at nintendodads.org where you can see all kinds of stuff like our shop and our tweets and all that stuff. Or we want you to email us, email your questions just like some people did this week. You can email us at nintendodads at gmail.com. You can even call in and leave a voicemail like Dave and Mecha Dragon at 929-25-NDADS or 929-256-3237. We want to say a big thanks to OC Remix for the music used throughout the show and Adam Leonard of the Mega Dads for designing our brand new logo. If you're looking for logo work, character designs, art in general, go check out Adam uh, and support him and support the Mega Dads. They are great guys. And don't forget... Wherever you listen to our podcast, be sure to give us a written review and five stars. Help other people find Nintendo Dads. As of this podcast, we are number seven on the list when you search for Nintendo in podcasts here in the United States. And so we would love to move on up that list. And your reviews 
and views help us do that. Guys, for me, for Tim, for Jesse, Justin, everybody else, and for the American Dream Dusty Road, thank you for listening to episode 291, baby. We're going to hit you with the plunder. Here we go. See you next time. Bye-bye. Good night, peeps. Jesse was right. Jesse was right. Jesse was right.